0: It's difficult being packed on a packed subway, like sardines. Like, one time I was on a subway so packed that my nose ring got caught in a lady's very curly hair. Like, <laughs> it can't be more intimate than that.
1: That is actually... I would have loved to see it. <laughs> I what I'm doing, but I'm doing my best. Silver shot. Hi. Hello. Never rethink. I could remind you of how easy I was not. I have that song in my head. Is it out? Is there no? music?
0: Can I hear music? No, that's the lawnmower because we're recording on Monday, which is lawnmower man day in my neighborhood. And even though it's raining, I guess
1: they still show up.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel for those guys. They usually cancel when it's raining, but I believe it's been raining so many Mondays that, like, I don't think it's possible for them to, like, survive if they don't, if they take another Monday off. Cause they don't, like, make it up another day and they don't charge you for the days where they don't come mow your lawn. Which Got it. Is, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. This I think is all they, making sense. I think they need um, a new contract where they're kind of like, if it rains.
1: Well, normally, still, I got to be honest, it's not really us. that much of an issue. Exactly. A, but it is now. You know what they used to do, for, my guys used to do um, in Los Angeles when the weather was bad? What? Is that they would just come and take our trash cans out for us. Oh, yeah.
0: These guys don't do that. They do take our trash cans out for us, but they don't come on a day when it's raining usually um, to do that. So I guess that's why they're like, you don't owe us anything, which is nice of them, but it's not good for them when we're going through some kind of wild rainy season that nobody can hardly believe is actually happening.
1: I know, it seems crazy. Actually, I mean,
0: snowing, like it, snowing, it's right? Yeah. Snowing in Los Angeles. Um, I know. Like, our friend Nelson had snow in his yard. He published a little video of like the snow falling down into his yard. It is actually wild. Uh, I didn't get is, any snow just to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're not in the snow zone.
0: Exactly. I'm in the valley. So I guess. Yeah the snow does always hotter always hotter in the valley
1: um mark Mark is is in la and sent me a picture of larchmont larchmont sign down
0: oh wow
1: i don't know it was just like crazy he was just sending me like pictures of mayhem and i have a couple friends whose power has been out all weekend and they are now being told not until tuesday I don't think,
0: yeah. A lot of people, even here in the valley, because it rained so much, it like softened the ground and like big trees fell over. Yeah, and, I think
1: that's what is happening.
0: Yeah, so like I know of one person who's like, power was out, I don't know, a full day, and they were like, When do we think the power is going to come back? And they were like, Well, it's not like the power just went out, it's like a tree fell down and ripped down your power lines, so
1: might take a minute. Oh, right, they have to repair it all. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, ha- happy Monday. Happy Monday. Um, I've had so many things happen already today. Today? Yeah, I mean, just like this day has been full <laughs> already, and you're just like waking up. Basically. I'm just waking up. I'm just drinking
0: coffee, because it's, you know... I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but it's earlier here
1: in Los Angeles than it is there in New York. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there was some study that came out that coffee actually does, indeed, make you happier.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I I was actually reading that coffee—oh, what was I reading? Oh, the last time I went to the doctor, like, my liver enzymes came back a little high, which is probably, I'm guessing— um, because of my amateur doctor status, because I had COVID and I read that some people have like a little liver function issue after COVID. Um, not some people, I think like half of people. Wow. Um, but I was trying to read about like things you could do to boost your liver function, and they were like, drink coffee. And I was like, no problem. Even though do- I'm on board. Yeah, exactly. Even though I only drink one cup of coffee a day, which I know like
1: people that love coffee think is insane. I usually well, only I, have one since cup. Since I started taking ADD medicine, now I only have one cup a day. Before, oh, okay. you know, I was slamming yeah. it 24 seves. Eat Eli only has
0: one cup of coffee a day, but it's the biggest cup I've ever seen. It's like a bucket
1: full of coffee that he. But is, does he take medicine for ADD or no? He
0: does, but he's a victim of the Vyvanse shortage as well. So I was,
1: I was really, um, I was really out of it last week. I, it took me like I'll, too long to get like to track it down. Yeah, so pretty- I didn't have it, and I was taking my Mexican. Vivance that I bought. Right. I'm going to say it's not the same. I'm just going to say it's not the same. <laughs> I it wasn't the same that. exactly.
0: I wondered that. And then, yeah, so he's pretty bummed out. He can't get that Vivance.
1: Um, and- well, because guess what the pharmacist told me, which I didn't know? So what? I've always been on Vivance. Yeah. But because they're the, of the Adderall shortage, doctors have been prescribing patients who were on Adderall Vivance. Right. So now the people – so now there's a Vivance shortage because the people who were on Vyvanse right, can't get it because everybody's trying to – it's like, guys, the government – again, I'm, like, really on a fucking – I'm on one about yeah. being a woman. I can't. I'm so – and I know Eli's not a woman. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I feel like – I don't know. I'm just having a really fucking hard time right now with the – laws regulating our bodies and, like, how the other side justifies certain laws regulating our bodies and not other laws regulating our bodies.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it seems wild that, like, we can't get the medicine that we need to be the productive, grind culture, work 24-7 members of society that everybody seems to want us to be. We can't, we're not allowed to control our bodies in terms of reproductive rights where laws have been added to stop us from controlling our bodies. But then, meanwhile, like, laws have been gutted that will allow, like, a train full of toxic chemicals to crash, and then we just explode it or burn it, and then everything within, like, a whatever-mile radius is, like, dying. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know? (laughs) So like, we it's have- like
1: it does feel, I mean, I have to say it like, I don't know, I, I it, it does feel like a hellscape, you know, like, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah.
0: And it's really, it's hard wait, wait. to sort out like who's doing
1: what and who's, it doesn't, but it also like doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like, I don't like, I don't care. I don't care. I actually right. don't even care that Trump repealed the EPA shit. Doesn't matter. He's not in office right now. Right. What are we doing? Right. Why did that happen? Right. Why wasn't that? I mean, and I realize that like having to fix all of the horrible things takes time, I guess. Yeah. But I'm just like, I oh, don't know. I oh, don't know, man. I know. And I we're know, like-, I, like, wait, so you know, we talk. I don't, did you put that thing up on the Substack or now? What?
0: about that talk, conversation
1: talk, we had? Yes, I did. You got to sign up for the emails. <laughs> I do get the emails. I don't know why I didn't get that one. But anyway, um because I just was at the do- the thyroid doctor, another a new thyroid doctor, a woman this morning. Um and while I was waiting, I was reading this op-ed in the New York Times about like teenage girl's unhappiness or whatever written by this man. And he's like, it's a hundred percent all social media because of these reasons. And it like came to, it wasn't like I chose to read it. It literally was in my inbox. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. And one of his reasonings was that nothing's, you know, things aren't any worse for this for these girls than like they've ever been for girls in the past. Like this idea that like dooms doomsing or whatever. What is it called? It's called I'm looking at it. So the CD, so like that C D C released that report, guys. In case I'm gonna back I'm just gonna like backtrack in case you didn't see the thing on the sub the conversation on the sub stack. The C D C released a report um that basically said that young people are in crisis, um, right. especially girls, since the year 2008, the year Birdie was born. Um, teen mental health has deteriorated. The suicide rate for girls and boys began rising around 2008. Feelings of loneliness and sadness began rising too. The amount of time teenagers spend socializing in persons declined. So has sleep. And other there are other trends that were released that are like, more positive teen deaths in vehicle accidents have been falling rapidly since 15 years ago and teen pregnancy and bullying are down, okay? Which is like, those are good things. Yeah. But a lot of people have been pointing to the CDC um, report and debating if time on phones is the cause and specifically in regards to teenage girls. Yeah. And for me, I feel like the conversation that it's so fucking reductive to say that teenage girls are feeling more unhappy because of like an appearance thing. But because that's like essentially what they're saying. It's like FOMO and I'm not pretty enough and I'm not thin enough. Like I, like it's insane. So anyway, this article that I was reading today to me To me, it's very complex, why teenagers, and it's also unsurprising. Kids have, it's not, to me, just about, like, the phones in their hands. It's also, like, the constant access to information. But they keep saying it's social media, and I'm like, motherfuckers, it's not social media. It's that they're able to see, in real time, these school shootings. They're able to, like, see... What is happening? And so this guy is saying, like, doomerism isn't isn't new. You know, in the fifties, our parents had to practice against a nuclear attack. But were they literally being like bombarded with images daily of what it will look like when they're, you know, shot dead and or being or fleeing their classroom or whatever? Like, well, anyone who remembers
0: the TV movie The Day After Tomorrow that we were all made to watch was bombarded with enough images to scar them for life so uh every everybody right, like now. my age remembers that but i would like to introduce a thought that I don't think I've heard anyone say in any of these articles, but it just occurred to me. We talked about the absence of a third place for kids, right? So they only go to school and they only really go home now because, like, there is no like Arnold's Diner from Happy Days, really, where kids hang out. You know what I mean? And I mean, is my that... kids go to this
1: like pizza place across the street from school,
0: but there are there <laughs> are like. <laughs> so many places that it almost equals no places. That's right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There is no, like, one place usually where kids hang out in a town. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we put so many eggs in, like, the sports team basket, and then we cut funding for everything mm-hmm. else that hasn't been sports, and now even sports are getting cut. Mm-hmm. So, like, that offered, like, some community to kids. But here's what I want to say with regard to time on the phone. Mm-hmm. I think that besides like all being bombarded with images and whatever and drama, which I don't think it's good to be bathed in 100%. this stuff. Agree. We're in agreement about this. But I also think that being on your phone constantly makes every place the same place. Because where you are is on your fucking phone. Mm. So, like, recently, I went to, like, an event. Like, a, a, it was an, a, an outdoor event, and the point mm-hmm. was to, like, look at things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we, it was kind of the thing, like, it was almost like a golf game where you were just behind who you were behind, and you were the whole time, like, looking at the things. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl who was about 17 years old, maybe 16 or 17 years old, And she literally, she had this thing that I, like, jokingly call phone stroke, where she kept stopping walking because she was, like, looking at her phone. And so everybody kept running into the back of her because she literally couldn't walk with the amount of, like, attention she was giving to her phone.
1: That girl needs to come to New York and see how long she lasts.
0: (laughs) You'd get run up. Well, it's really bad in New York. People do it all the time. One of the things that I do not miss about New York is how everybody at the top of or bottom of an escalator immediately looks at their phone and can't move away from the top or bottom of an escalator. So they like literally collect bodies behind them that are like, please walk, please.
1: Wait, I haven't noticed that. That's interesting. Maybe you don't take escalators
0: a lot. I don't know. But Grand Central Station, someone will take out hundred people because they <laughs> immediately look at their phone at the I've top been, or bottom. You're gonna be of an proud of me. I've been escalator. taking the subway a lot recently. I think that's so great. Yeah, but anyway, I just I think that I think that your phone is always the same place. You know what I mean? I know your what you're phone saying. is I know what you're saying. Your phone mm-hmm. is set up with whatever whatever you choose to set it up with, your Instagram, mm-hmm. your Facebook, your TikTok, whatever. And so it like homogenizes
1: Anywhere you are. All your experiences. Yes. Which also, I think, like, you're just, what you're saying makes me think, or, because I know what you're saying, like, too, also, you're always looking at the same stuff. Like, even if you're, like, the pictures all look the same. Yes. Everything, and then you see everything through a lens, as opposed to, like, really experiencing it. Yes. I feel like I've really been doing a good job in the last bit of time. Um, yeah. Experiencing my life and not looking through the lens of the camera. Yeah, I think and like, it's, I, I think, think I've been doing like a lot better with it. Yeah, but um, and I think my kids do okay with that as well. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's fucking hard. I it's notice hard. it
0: with my kids when I'm like, like sometimes they'll watch a movie or something, like something mm-hmm. that I know is good. And and I, like, like I also know, it. on their phones, and mm. well, I don't like I don't watch them watch a movie or whatever. Then I'll ask them like, "What did you think of the movie?" And they don't have much to say about it. And they're like, "It's it was okay." And then I'm like, "Were you on your phone the whole time, like responding to messages? Did you miss a bunch of the movie that was meant to be experienced visually because you thought you were just like listening? You know, you were multitasking. Mm-hmm. And like movies, particularly like really good movies." Of the past, like I don't know if people are making movies now, like realizing that they're only going to be listened to and not looked at, and so they like, like um, orally call out things that are happening in the movie more. But I'm like, you know, they, do
1: they, do they? I don't know. I Can don't. Can you know. imagine trying to watch Born Identity, the first Born Identity? There's right. like an entire seg- like section of that movie. I just remember because. I remember watching it and I was like, Matt Damon has not spoken in like 10 minutes.
0: Right, right. Or like I good fellas, like-, like, like the tracking shot, the perfect tracking shot that goes on forever with no cuts. Like if you were looking at your phone, you wouldn't realize that like something oh, brilliant loud had just oh, that happened. Guy's loud. I know, I'm sorry. Hopefully he's it's just okay. like going by.
1: Well, speaking of which, here, wait, mute yourself for a second. Okay. <laughs> and I will tell you, what just happened to me today already so on Saturday I noticed I had an email from the fucking rental company at Casa Kismet saying that they had received a noise complaint about my excessive jumping around and I was like oh my fucking god I'm like first of all I've lived here for you know it's over a year and a half now now, yeah, I've had this place for over a year and a half. Yeah. I've not, the you know, the jet trampoline workouts, not a new thing for me. Right. Right. Over the weekend, so that I had gotten the note on my door and then I was like, oh, I'm going to put down an extra pad and a towel and it'll be, it'll probably be fine. Yeah. And I worked out one time since. And by the way, I haven't really been doing that many tramp workouts here like probably like once or twice a week and they're only like 45 minutes and i do them in the middle of the day you know like in the middle of the day yeah so um but i thought that like because i'd never had a complaint before right i was like oh it must be like a new person who's moved in right i put down like a thing and jumped 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 and then i got i got a notice from So I was like, I didn't want to go down and talk to the person before because they just left a note. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to like, I don't know. I didn't really want to engage if I didn't have to. Right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I got this fucking thing from the building company. And I was like, oh, my God. First of all, I have to be able to work out in my apartment. I don't know what to do. Like, that's, you know, that's like, it's post-COVID. But like. I've heard the people that, like, live above me working out from time to time. And I sort of am just like, well, you know, that's life. Like, that's the world we live in now. Like, we got to, you know. Um, And so I wrote an email back to the company and I was just like, look, I'm not quite sure what to do here because I don't feel like it's excessive noise. I feel like one or two workouts a week during the week for 45 minutes is like not excessive and it just is what it is like I don't know what else to do you know yeah um, but then I was like you know what I'll just go talk maybe I'll go talk to them and see the person probably obviously like works from home or something right and or I can say like baby who knows yeah well that's I was like but I felt like if they had a newborn they would say it or like a baby they would say it like I would you know like I would have bitch I'm trying to get my baby to nap Um, but anyway, so I was, like, getting all heated about it and, like, had created, of course, as I do, like, my own story, my narrative about what was going on, you know, and, uh, and then, so Mark, Mark's in L.A., and he kind of got stuck there because of the weather, so (laughs) he's, like, so he was supposed to be there, just for a meeting on Friday and he had like gone last week and then he was coming right back. Um, And then just like a confluence of circumstances and the weather and all of these other things. And so he ended up staying and now he's coming back late, late tonight, which is, which is fine. But all of this to say, like, I've been like, I've just had the kids and like been doing just totally solo vibes right right with the help of some babysitters bless uh (laughs) but um so I took cricket to school this morning Monday mornings are just the pits I have to say in terms of children yeah they're not great they're not great for anyone yeah no but I can like you we're adult we can rally you know what I mean
0: Sometimes I can. I mean, it, it days are meaningless to me now, but I mean back back when Mondays had meaning, they were still hard.
1: I guess that's true. Well, anyway, I did fall over a table today at my doctor Monday morning. See?
0: Mm-hmm. Not great. Like um, Ryan Seacrest did that time. Do you remember when Ryan Seacrest fell through a glass table? <laughs>
1: No, no. but is there video? Can you find I it? I don't know if
0: there's video, but it was, like, really serious, I think. Oh, I God, was he? I mean, well, he was okay.
1: He's okay. He's a, know he's he's okay. okay. Obviously,
0: he's okay, but, okay. I mean, like, I don't... Maybe his, like, his heart isn't okay. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he never recovered from it. Bruised ego. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. I'm okay. sorry that happened to you. It was fine. But, um, so drop cricket off at school and i'm like okay i have i have to go to this th- new thyroid doctor but i'll just run by casa kismet scope it out jump around for 40 jump around <laughs> really <loud>. laugh. no i was like i was gonna i am like i'll just water the plant so that like i can come back and just immediately do the podcast when i come back but so but gina like was weird and like took a different route. And then needed to poop. Like, she, like, was, like, on her own journey, you know? And I was kind of just like, okay, whatever, I'm following her. And so then, by the time I got to Casa Kismet, I was like, I don't even know if I really have time to do this. And I walk up to the door, and this man is coming out with a dog. And I was like, oh, hi. And he's like, I'm below you, by the way. Uh, And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, this is so, it was like, it was like energetic fate. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, my God. Wait. What happened? Why are you so upset about this? What's going on? He's like, honestly, it's just like, I do work from home and like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, but my, yeah, my husband was like, why did you, what did you do? Because he saw on your Instagram, we followed you forever. Like, we know that it's you above us. And I was like, oh my God, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, let me just get your phone number and I'll just text you if it's, like, not a good time. You know what I mean? Like, just tell me. And he's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I was like, no, clearly I do. Like, I don't want to... I was like, also, do you guys drink? I'll just bring you some alcohol. Like, whatever. Right. So he was super nice about it. But then I was like, did he make the complaint or did somebody else make the complaint? And now I feel like everybody thinks I'm too loud. And also, that is, like, a fucking theme in my life. Right. Because, and I feel like energetically, this is a thing that's like been popping up right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, because there was a situation at the Phantom of the Opera on Friday night. I have so, these mom friends that I'm like, like really love here. I think I've told yeah. you this. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to have made some mom friends, yeah, and um, they're just wonderful, and their their kids are wonderful, and these are cricket crickets buddies, and so um, one of the moms has been like on this like let's take our kids to the theater kick, and right. so a bunch of them went to see *Anne Juliet*, a new musical that's supposed to be great. Um, while we were out of town doing the live shows Oh, okay. so I didn't get to, I didn't get to go but they had like the best time ever and so then oh, she got tickets to Phantom of the Opera because it's closing soon which I was not aware right I it know was, but it is oh my
0: gosh yes I took Eli to see it for his eighth birthday I believe because well, as you know my children iconic. love Phantom of the Opera Eli's not the one that dressed in the Phantom of the Opera costume no. but no. he passed on his love of Phantom of the Opera to Lincoln. And I realize I owe everyone a repost of that picture because I name checked it on
1: the Well, podcast. I think that we can, we should do that for this podcast because there's major Phantom vibes in this podcast. <laughs> yes. But like, truly, I did not realize that the Phantom was such like a horrible fucking creepy ass abusive man. It's super creepy. Like he... But when you're a child, you don't, like, I I didn't, that did not, I did not understand the nuance of, like, what the fuck was happening. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, he's, you know, he, people know the Phantom of the Opera, I guess. Like, a horribly disfigured man lives in the bowels of an opera house and becomes obsessed with the. An, An ingenue. An ingenue singer. Singer. And, um. You know, then a lot of gaslighting and terror and...
1: This is what I'm saying. Like, I was like, this man is a gaslighter. Yeah. He is telling her that her talent is only because of him. Right. And because of his, like, tutoring of her voice. Right. Like, he's holding her captive. This is literally... So fucking messed up. No wonder I've been seeking male approval for my talent my entire (laughs) fucking life. I have been looking for the phantom to show up and tell me that I'm good at things, at my art, because obviously he's responsible.
0: It's not far off from Beauty and the Beast if you've never seen it. And like, by the way, we still have like, you know, gross billionaires basically trying to like hold... (laughs) Janus captive by and the way, then going we still have like losing their shit when the when the woman's like oh you're terrible i'm leaving
1: yeah also well, though by the way like i i mean i've had like the experience in my mine, mind's own life of men <laughs> taking credit for my ideas slash gaslighting me telling me that like my idea was really their idea. Yeah. And that, like, what the fuck, man? That happens in
0: every writer's room, by the way. Like, every, like, I can't tell you how many times I've, like, totally pitched a joke, and then later somebody will be like, who thought of that? And then, like, a guy will just pipe up and be like, oh, it was me. And I'm like... No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Did You wrote it down, maybe? Like, as I said, I don't know, but anyway.
1: Or they just repeat it louder.
0: Yes, exactly, because they thought, they had a good an ear for a good idea and well they're like, or
1: they like literally like heard it and thought it was like the muse in their head
0: yes yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm not sure realizing
0: I, I, because yeah that's that's who we are the muse in their head i'm sure you've had exactly. the experience of a guy telling you a bit like doing a bit on you
1: that you're like yeah i'm the one that told you that in the first place and they're oh, like yeah. well we used to have i'm i won't i won't call anyone out but on a uh, on one job I've I had well I've had this happen in, in a couple places but um yeah oh my god I had this happen many times over um but you know like if you're ever on a show as an actor where there's like improv allowed or you know you can kind of have fun with some things it's always like you want to make sh- I mean as a woman you want to make sure that you do your best Whatever you think of, like that's the best version of it. Yeah. You want to try to save it for when the camera is on your coverage.
0: Oh, right. So they can. Because
1: if you don't, someone else will, like a man will take it and start doing it when he's on camera. Yes. And then it's like, and there was this one actor that literally. was like would do it so frequently that then finally like multiple women on set were like dude come on you gotta <laughs> stop it's literally like you every time you fucking take it and he and he was like honestly it's just like whoever sells the bit the best and I was like fuck you anyway I also got into so I've had that experience for so many years of my life yeah. since like yeah. literally the beginning of my career. And then a couple years ago, when I'm like older now, but well, i you know, yeah. not to be fucked with this yeah. one. Um, I had like improved a thing in a scene that the other actor didn't like. So in the next, in the subsequent like two takes, he jumped it so that I couldn't do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. But the director had liked it and said, after I had done it the first time, let's keep that in and let's do this, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, going to be – it's not my job. I'm not directing. It's not right. my fucking right. job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm actually – like, I'm able to stand up for myself, but it's, like, not – I'm not directing. Right. And he hadn't, like, stopped and – called us for notes in those right. two takes. So I was like, okay. So after the second take, the scene like had kind of not, wasn't like f- working the way it had it didn't, Yeah, it before. didn't come together. Yeah. And so he called us over and he was like, yeah, and there's something like in the middle there. And I was like, oh, it's because um, that piece that you wanted me to add, I think just keeps getting jumped. Like, just like that. Just like, yeah. like not blaming, just like, Offering, yeah. oh, that piece you wanted me to add just keeps getting. I think it just keeps getting jumped, so I can't say it. And he was like, "Oh, okay." And then tells the actor, "Make sure that you let her say it, whatever." And we're back walking back to set, or like to the to the set from the yeah. director's chairs or whatever. And he's like, um, "I saw what you did there. I saw what you did." Uh, and I was like, "What did you? What did you see? Tell me what you saw. What would you see?" Because I did not like this person. Yeah. And he was like, "You." uh, you make sure that you're going to say that joke you thought of. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like it, huh? That's not for you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, meanwhile, if you wanted to, you could be like, I saw what you did there twice. It's on camera. It's literally on camera. I saw what you did there.
1: You keep- Not fucking worth it. Not fucking worth it. Whatever. We ended up having bigger issues, but... Um, he saw what I did. He saw what you did there. Mm-hmm. He saw what I did there. And you're like, yeah, I, like, I did, did it. I, I, I did, did it right out
0: because we're did. acting. So the point is, and to, also, and for also like, to see it,
1: right. And also, I I did do it like how you're supposed to, just like <laughs> on set, like talking to the director, as opposed to just making my own unilateral decision that I didn't like a joke because I felt like it emasculated me. Right. Right. Mm. Oh, but it's not you; it's your character. I forgot. Right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you don't want your your character to be to be emasculated. Got it. Got it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, okay, sir. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) Honey love, honey love, honey love, honey love. Honey love (laughs) is our new sponsor. How excited are you? We have a new sponsor called Honey Love, and when I tell you, when I looked at them and I was like, thank God, I need new bras. I literally was like, I need a new everyday bra. Yes. Because literally, you know, everyone does it. You like have the one bra that you just keep grabbing and then it like falls apart in your hands. And you wear and it I was essentially too long.
0: And, yeah. And you're like, there has to be something better by now because I've had this bra for so many years. And guess what it is? Honey loves crossover their crossover bra, which is like their bestseller.
1: And it's so super comfortable. It's comfortable. I weirdly feel like my posture is better now that I'm wearing it on oh, the regular nice. okay. daily. I really am. I love that. I mean, that's not a thing they say, but that's the thing I'm saying. <laughs> well, listen, it's your observation of how this bra
0: is working for you. I also like their leggings are really exceptional and their shapewear it's all really good stuff you know i think sometimes yeah. like bras and shapewear especially in like plus sizes can be like a little aggressive um like you want to be supported but sometimes it can be like a little rigid and um daunting you know what i mean like yeah i don't like to um feel like i'm going to be hurt by my underwear
1: and honey love that's not <laughs> the case it's very gentle <laughs> And I do love, you know, we always look for it, guys, when we're working with a brand size inclusivity. They have a good range at Honey Love. Love it. Guys, Honey Love has you covered, whether it's like your everyday bra, which is the one that I'm currently obsessed over, or, you know, whatever, working out your leggings, getting married, you do whatever you do. Honey's on you. <laughs> Ooh, I, I just made that up. I mean, is that a good one? Honey Love's on you. Um, <laughs> And try it out. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code BEST20. Use code BEST20 at honeylove.com. Cinched, snatched, and lifted. It's hot girl season thanks to Honey Love. Blue land. You know what I just refilled? What? I just refilled my Blue Land cleaning supplies and the satisfaction that I get (laughs) and the superiority when I rip open a little tiny tab thing and drop it into water and make it into my own cleaning spray. And then I just throw a tiny little piece of trash, (laughs) no bigger than a gum wrapper, into the trash. And I'm like... You're doing the Lord's work busy. And maybe it's not the Lord's work, but it is something. Well, you deserve to feel a little superior. I think
0: like we have to take our superiority where we can enjoy it. And, you know, you're, you're <laughs> doing your part. I want to reduce, reuse. Yeah, you're, you're reducing your garbage. And I just put my last Blue Land
1: toilet tablet in my toilet. Oh, wait, by the way, I need to order. That actually literally reminds me. I need to order more. I forgot that I was out, too.
0: This is That's how so pitiful funny. I am. I put the last tablet in, and there was, like, a little bit of, like, toilet tablet dust, dust. in the bottom. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to save I this it. dust because I, I might need it between now and when my Honey, toilet tabs are. Honey, are you
1: ready for this? I've already used the dust.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, Blue Land, you heard it. Like, I mean, and I'm not one to, like really quickly crank through cleaning products because I don't love to clean. I don't obsessively clean. So like sometimes I, I buy a new cleaning product and it's hanging around forever, but I use up those toilet tablets. It is a
1: joy. It is a joy to it's drop a joy. one in the toilet. It is a true joy. And it's also a joy to make your own glass cleaner that works as well as glass cleaners that were imprinted on your brain because of advertisements. And I just use the same cute bottle um, that I refill every time and a little tablet. And then I spray those windows and I feel good. (laughs) Guys, we love, we love Blue Land, but it really did change my mind about cleaning products because I was indoctrinated in like the 80s of, advertising. And I really thought that there are certain items that are the only things that can really clean your house. Right. And therefore, like, yeah, 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 I'll make changes other places. But like an environmentally friendly cleaning supply isn't going to do the job for me. Right. And Blue Land literally changed my mind. I'm so glad to hear
0: that. Yeah, because there's just like you know, you want to be able to breathe and you want to be able to like not worry about your kids and your pets and, you know, and about the earth. Like we're not trying to cause a a toxic environment wherever we live. So
1: everything's really lightly, freshly scented. Well, that's the other thing because I get headaches from products. Exactly. But all of the scents are so light and beautiful. Um, I like the fresh lemon, and there's eucalyptus mint, and they also have iris agave. And sometimes they come out with like seasonal, yeah, smells too. I love every once I in a while a you'll a get a special one, dish seasonal scent. Casey and I love it. We think you guys should try out the Clean Essentials kit because it has everything you need to get started. It's like three bottles of cleaner and a hand soap. And uh, Blue Land has a special offer just for the busy Phillips. is doing her best listeners. You can get 15% off your first purchase of any product to get you and your year. Because I guess we're still, are we still saying it's the new year? Sure. You know what? You know what? For me, I think new so. year starts now. Yeah. Until
0: it's like, until we're into the second quarter, it's the new year for me.
1: Yeah. Well, we're just going to make sure that that year started right. So... To get your 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash best. That's 15% off your first order right now when you go to blueland.com slash best. That's blueland.com slash best. So, but I do feel post discussion with neighbors downstairs
0: feel better about things. What happened at Phantom of the Opera?
1: Oh, right. Shit. Sorry. Um, I was just like a little loud, I think, about my disdain for the gaslighting nature of it. And I wanted our nine-year-old girls um, to be aware that as they were watching it of what was going on. So like at intermission, I was just like, ladies, ladies, you know. And I think that there were some people that might have been like a little annoyed at me around me just because like I think – they they were having like a nostalgia moment for themselves sure. and not really wanting to like critically think about the messaging but my job i felt like as a parent was to help our my youngsters um understand right, the, and not just like take a thing in and have it like become some sort of core memory and then you know ultimately end up looking for validation from men in basements or whatever um but you know it was five nine-year-olds and five moms nine-year-old girls and these are girls for the most part have grown up going to theater you know yeah yeah um but they're still nine which is like pretty you know almost 10 yeah so they're like they can be a little fidgety and like i was sitting next to cricket and then she had um And then, and then all the girls were in a row and then there were moms on the other end. And, uh, and I think that like splitting it up with moms is better, but that wasn't like how it happened. And I wasn't like in charge of the seating arrangement (laughs) other than just cricket saying like, you have to sit next to me. So the people behind us were like wonderful and, uh, then in the second act, well, first of all, I got like, <laughs> I had to pee. Yeah. And the line was insane. And so then I waited and I was like, I've seen Masquerade. I, right. Like, I'm now, and also, by the way, now I'm just like fucking over this right, right. whole idea. Um, But so I was like, I have to pee. But then I like kind of got stuck and didn't know how to get back to my yeah. seat, you yeah. know? So I was just like standing in the back watching it. but. And then was like, oh, fuck it. I just got to go. Um, and people will just have to deal with me yeah. getting into my seat. Yeah. Um, it's not like we were down front. We were sort of like. Sure. At the back of the mezzanine. Yeah. Um, and so I sat down and the play is continuing and something, you know, things start happening crazy because it's right. the, towards the end of the show. And, Two girls down from me, one of Cricket's little friends, like, was like, wait, to the little girl next to her. Barely. I could barely hear her. Okay. She was like asking a question about like what was happening. I think she was confused. And the fucking lady in front of her turned around and was like, you need to knock it off. Like that. Like so mean and so harsh. You need to knock it off. So mean and so harsh. I was just like, guys, I get it. You've spent money on theater tickets. Mm -hmm. You're sitting in front of some nine-year-olds. It's fucking annoying. All I'm saying is that, like, just temper the voice. Just say, like, ladies' theater voices. It would have had the same fucking impact. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead, it was just, like, so aggressive and weird and, like... (gasps) Like, 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 actually, one of the little girls gasped, like, yeah. scary. Like, it was, like, too much. It was too yeah. far. Yeah. So much so that, like, I got flashbacks of that, like, horrible guy. Right. And this is the thing that I want to say that I feel like is true. There are annoying humans in theaters all the time. Right. Talking, unwrapping things, making noises, mm-hmm. clearing their throats, sniffling, you know, making sh- like weird I mean, throat noises. Patty LePone, like, like has
0: gone viral so many times for ripping someone a new one in the sure. theater, you know, yeah.
1: Like adults talking, like whatever. Right. I have only ever seen people act out towards children. And I have been in theaters where there are adults behaving horribly in theater. I have only seen people act like fucking dicks to little kids. Right. And
0: I was like, what is that? I think it's I here I will say and like I'm not saying what this woman did was right but I am saying that especially when you're sitting in the mezzanine it's probably someone that doesn't get out to the theater a lot and like the cost of a ticket is a lot for them or they went through a lot to get it I think people lose it on kids because they're like their parents should say something and they're not which I'm um, again I'm not saying is right like you might not start shit with an adult that's being annoying because you're like, this is who this person is. And like, am I going to get into it with like a person that has zero self-awareness who's like an adult? Maybe, maybe not. I have seen adults get yelled at in the theater too, but I think when it's a kid and their parent is sitting right next to them, I think sometimes people are like, and you don't know, like maybe the kid kicked the seat a few times Who knows? Or maybe the person's just on 11 when they should only be on 2 because of for whatever reason. Um, But I do think sometimes people feel more free to say something to kids because they're like, their parents should have said something. And so now it's on me. I see people do it in the movie theater. I'm always like a looker. Like, I'll give like a look to the parent. Like, can you? You know, because... Right, totally. Also, by
1: the way, like... Sometimes just shh, 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 shh yeah, is yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, like I, know. I just like two times this has happened to me in the theater. That first time was so horrible with that right. man, right? That I was like traumatized, and so then I felt like I had to say something, right, after the show, right, to the lady. I didn't w- wasn't going to do it during the thing, but I just was like, hey, just just can I offer something like the next time you're sitting in front of little kids like maybe just there's a maybe just a kinder way to tell them to remember to keep it down I'm sorry you know I'm sorry but it just you know we're all learning like they're just trying their best and she was not receptive to it and then I was not nice and I am not proud of that
0: (laughs) that's you are between the apartment noise complaint Mm -hmm. and um and the theater experiences, I think you're getting a little bit of a taste more of, like, what it's like to be a real New Yorker, <laughs> like, because that that's it. Like, people are living on top of each other. People are having to live in community in, like, a really intimate way, but they don't know each other. right. And so people are also trying to hold on to their autonomy and humanity with both hands when it's really, like, it's difficult being packed on a packed subway, like sardines. Like, one time I was on a subway so packed that my nose ring got caught in a lady's very curly hair. (laughs) Like, it can't be more intimate than that.
1: That is actually...
0: I would have loved to see it.
1: It was like... I would have like, loved to see it.
0: And thank God we worked it out peacefully and, like, I didn't get my nose ring ripped out. She didn't get her hair ripped out. But, like, it's like New York strips away everything. And talk about a bare wire, you know, like where the name of a that bear starts. on a wire. A bear on a wire. But, like, the insulation is stripped off of everyone and they're always, like... Like, who the fuck knows what is going on in someone's life when they, like make a decision. But I also know that, like, I, you know, when we lived in Brooklyn, it wasn't when we lived... When we lived in Manhattan, the last place we lived in Manhattan, I don't know if the person was, like, on meth or if they just had insomnia or whatever, but they vacuumed every night, like, at you know, three in the morning. They would just vacuum their or apartment. Or they had a newborn.
1: Or they had a newborn. Yes, possibly. Because remember, like, back uh, before, like, noise machines were really a thing. Sometimes people would do vacuums for yes, hair, dry- hair dryers.
0: Yes, yes.
1: But it was just like, oh, God, every night this person
0: vacuums. We never complained. But, like, I probably wanted to complain, but then we did complain when we lived in Brooklyn because we lived next door to like an electronica band and they also rehearsed in the middle of the night and it was like, well, that's not acceptable. Right. Which we would be like, You're an electronica band. Put headphones on. Do something. You know what I mean? But they just felt that they had the right. And you know what's
1: so funny? Did I ever tell you about the guy that lived, the guy that started Raya, who I guess was, like, renting the guest house of our old, like, of the next door neighbors in L.A., in our old house, like, and their, where, like, their guest house, like, basically, like, backed up to what was Birdie's baby bedroom. No, I don't know about this. I know he ended up, like, being one of the founders of Raya, which is hilarious. But he was, like, producing an album. Like, he's, like, a music guy or something. And he was producing an electronica album. Mm. And so, but he would only, he worked during the day. It was his job. He worked during the day. And he was doing it out of his home the guest house right literally in the backyard of my house right essentially backing up to my baby's room and it was without fail nap time every fucking time like every time I went to put that child down for a nap and then that's also part of the reason why I'm like you know Birdie never was a sleeper like wouldn't sleep but I'm like I mean how could she right right (laughs) <laughs> it was like <coughs>
0: Yeah. She grew yeah. up in a club. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, well, with the band, we did make a noise complaint in the building. And then they were like, their response was, We sometimes hear your baby cry. And I was like, Well, I mean, he's probably crying because of like the the music coming from the next door. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's really, like, I'm the kind of New Yorker, I was the kind of New Yorker that was constantly, like, low-level anxious about the uh, amount of noise we were making with our TV, moving furniture, use, like, one time we had a jetted tub in our apartment, and that was quite noisy, and I was pretty certain that was disturbing neighbors. So I was very conscious about, like, always having a time limit, whatever, whatever, and, like, you know, but there's... Also, like, the type of New Yorker that's just, like, we don't give a fuck. Like, it's, you know, that's how it is. We all live on top of each other. And, like, like our across-the-hall neighbors, they were, like, an older married couple. They had a teenage boy and a teenage girl that shared a bedroom because they just had been since they were little kids. And, uh, and the place, they didn't want to give up the place, you know, um, because it's tough in New York. And we were, like, selling our place. And so we were having open houses. This family used to have knock-down, drag-out, screaming fights. It's just who they were. And so we had an open house to, like, sell our place. And then after, uh, like, our realtor was, like, kind of acting, like, squirrely after. And we were, like... You know, what's that about? And then later our neighbors came up and they were like, sorry, we had one of our big fights like during your open house, (gasps) but that's just how it is. And I was like, thanks for that. (laughs) But they just didn't care. It's just how they lived their life.
1: Um, I... They're like, people gotta know.
0: Yeah, people, like, I mean, and you just hear every detail of these vicious fights. They seem to really love each other. They just liked to fight very loudly. I don't know. I don't know. They were, they were wild, uh, a wild collection of people. But I was gonna say also, too, that... I recently had dinner with a bunch of moms who are not from Massachusetts, but all live in Massachusetts. Lou Barlow's wife, Adele, plus some friends of hers that were also visiting LA from Massachusetts. And we were talking about the um, the instinct, the New England instinct that when your kid is making a fuss in a store or a theater or a restaurant, you immediately pick up the kid and take them out of the place so that you can calm the kid down and, like, get the stimulation level down, but also because you're very concerned with how much your kid is disturbing everyone else that is in the place. And we were talking about how that basically doesn't exist in California. People are just like, yeah, the kid's crying. Like, it's, you know, in a store especially, no one ever takes their kid out of the store because they're crying. Um, But also some restaurants and also i've been in a situation in a theater where a kids like kind of fussing and the parents just like talking them through it and you're like really during the during the movie okay
1: um, but wait that's so interesting cuz i i come from a remove the child in the situation but that's also because i had read some parenting book early that really made sense to me which is that like you like if it's discipline or sadness or whatever, like you don't want kids to feel shame about their emotions. Right,
0: exactly. And
1: like having them in public can be a thing that causes shame because they can tell that other people are looking, they like, and then it like sort of compounds the tantrum or whatever. And they like can't, they can't then get control and regulate, right? So like, I'm definitely a remove the child who's crying from the public place. Yeah, it's interesting. I
0: guess maybe in California, like, there isn't as much shame. Like, nobody's, like, staring daggers at a crying kid in a Target. Um, So, like, I personally feel much more relaxed about it here because I don't feel, like, the judgment
1: of other people being like, you have to take that kid out of the Target. I just was, my only point is that, like, I don't know. It feels like it should be motivated by what's best for the kid, not what's best for everybody yeah, but around you know, the kid. you know nobody cares
0: about, like, everyone's, like, big deal. We all fucking have kids. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know that people, like, when they're... There's no explanation for the way that people behave sometimes, but I can tell you that the last thing they're usually thinking about is, like, having empathy for, like, a total stranger, you know? Totally. Sometimes, yes, but, sometimes, but usually, no. But anyway, it was just interesting, and so I feel like New York City is, like, an extreme version of where people are, like— Because I'm trying so hard to hold on to my little slice of humanity, like, my solitude, my enjoyment of something, that they don't have a lot of room to account for anyone else's humanity. And, you know, because everybody is so stripped down from, like, riding the subway, getting jostled on the street constantly, never feeling like—it's why people cry openly alone. Because where are you gonna fucking go? Like the most private place you could go, maybe, is like a taxi or back to your same old apartment, which you don't want to be the scene of everything difficult in your life because then you're saddled with that
1: in the place that you live. In the place
0: that you live. So <laughs> people safe like, place. yeah. So I just feel like New York is probably like the most extreme example of where people are like, listen, can I just have this
1: one little thing? Do you have to ruin it? <laughs> no, I totally get that. I yeah. did cry in the taxi on the way over to Cricket's friend's house. Um, so that I did do that. I sobbed See? in the back of the taxi. I was like felt bad for the guy, but Listen. I'm sure he's
0: very used to it. I'm, I'm sure he's he like is. completely sure accustomed to it and maybe didn't even notice. Yeah. But it's I'm New sure York can does. be New York can be really hard. And I think it's like it's really hard for parents. And it's we, we were just talking about it to other friends of ours about how they were like, How do people raise like babies and little kids in New York City it can be really really hard because it's like when you are your most human and vulnerable and if people aren't like letting you catch a break then you know oh
1: no I mean I've said that to so many of my friends here and I mean I've said it to Michelle I'm like I don't understand these like two babies that you have in this city (laughs) it's like and obviously she has so much you know she's got Privilege and help, yeah. and and she's stuff not trying now. to get up
0: and down the subway stairs with two babies. Hopefully,
1: she might. I,
0: she's she, crazy, but that's like true. That. You she know might. what I mean? Like she, she, might. she does
1: actually, and she and t- t- also to be fair, like hasn't really had that much help over the years. Yeah, like,
0: she I feel, feel like, like a person she can't because it'll end up in like some magazine or whatever. Like Michelle Williams struggles to get down the subway stairs, so hopefully she just
1: avoids it. I have to tell you something. She does not. Uh, I mean, I guess I think I said this, like a little bit post-Venom. Yeah. More so she gets like people, know, but people way more know who I am when they see mm-hmm. me than Michelle. Like she does sort of, she is able to kind of like chameleon her way around this that's, city. Like, that's good for And kind of like blend in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, She has an ability uh to do that. It's uh, like a superpower, I would say. Well, anyway, that is the story. Wow. With uh, me being too loud, I guess.
0: <laughs> so you just feel like you keep getting this. Yeah. Well, that's how you know New York is back, I guess. New York is finally, people are like, Shut the fuck up. Enough with the, like, supporting each other and, like, you know. and oh, and. Yeah being like we're all here for each other you know yeah no people are
1: they're like out for themselves now
0: yeah it's like when you could tell when that shift happened after 9-11 like there was a time where it was just like so much brotherhood between everyone unless of course you were a brown person that people chose to you know still be hateful toward but like you know there was a lot of like community spirit but then when the community spirit wore off then it was it was palpable
1: yeah i mean that's kind of how it goes i guess yeah for people that's yeah. a, it's a bummer it bums yeah. me out i wish we could be like but I get it, too. I just think that the secret always is, like, to try to be self-aware, you know, as much as you can. I did not do a great job talking to that lady um, at Phantom of the Opera. But I was just also had I was at the end of a day that was, like, again, see? Because yeah. you never fucking know. Right. I was, like, at the end of a day that was honestly bizarrely, like, brutal in multiple ways. And... You know, I was like glad to be with these kids and the moms and go to the play. And then, you know, I just like, I don't know. I could have been, I could have handled it better at the, in the last piece, but I didn't like how scared the little girl got. And like, it wasn't even my kid, you know, but like, I just was like, that's just shitty. Just shitty to do that to a little kid. Like she would, that's my point is like, she wouldn't have talked like that if it was an adult. Right. Right. And the and the fact that it was like a little kid g- felt like like she felt like she ha- maybe she would have I don't know this lady I'm yeah. just saying that's what it felt like to me and the f- and the fact that it was like just this like little kid she was like I can like lash out. I don't know. Maybe it was the way that her mom used to talk to her. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, I mean, she might not have been a parent at all and, like, just doesn't even live in that world of how you're supposed to talk to kids. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, imagine that it's, like, uh, an adult sitting behind you and then, like, you could... And but like I guess yeah people are rude to each other they're rude to adults in the world I just want people to be nicer
0: <laughs> well, And then re- I
1: failed my own request when yeah, I was asked when I was really... trying to say to her that that was like there was a, probably a next time she could not yell at a nine year- old
0: yeah it's really it's hard. It's hard when we're all just like mashed together and you know who knows like maybe she's like a real phantom of the Opera head and that's what knows I was that thinking. like time is or maybe she dreamed of seeing it her whole life and this was her one opportunity. I don't fucking know. I always try to talk to people when I go to the theater in New York City. There's always a really really good chance that you are sitting next to someone that has lived their whole life dreaming of going to the theater and this is like the their first time whether they're like 20 or 70 right. you know they could have come from anywhere like <laughs> when I went to see Hamilton I ha- it was such a great experience I was so pumped and then I met this lady in the bathroom and she had like literally saved up her whole life for a trip to come to New York and felt so lucky that she was able to score tickets to Hamilton. Cute. I don't she was from somewhere in the Midwest or whatever. Felt so lucky to score tickets to Hamilton cuz it was like the t- the hottest ticket in town. No one could get tickets and she didn't like it. She was like I didn't know it was going to be rapping. And I was like, "Oh no." Oh no, lady. Mm-hmm. There's like a dozen other shows you probably could have gotten to see easier and for less money that wouldn't have had yeah. rapping if like rapping was your deal breaker. But then also I was kind of like, it kind of serves you right for not looking into it and 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 shooting your wad on Hamilton <laughs> if you didn't like rapping.
1: I have a kitsch scrunchie in my hair right now. I don't know if you can see it, but I do. <laughs> um Because they're the softest scrunchies that don't pull my hair out or break my hair when I tie it up Um, because Kitsch is just the best products. They just make the best products and beauty essentials for your hair and your skin and your body. Honestly, we're huge fans. Yeah, I just did a post over on our Substack
0: about things that were like, you know, I like to post about little things that are life changing. And Kitsch sells this exfoliating glove. It looks like a little mitt, like a thumbless mitten. And um, it's this rayon glove. And the amount of dead skin that comes off your body busy. Oh not, my God, Casey. Like, Casey. You, you will wear a size smaller pants after using it. It's like, I cannot I recommend to it. scrub myself clean. <laughs> I cannot recommend it enough. I I was saying like in the Substack post that I always had like ingrown hairs and strawberry legs and like this
1: just 100% turned it around. It's vi- I am impressed and I guess I got a new product that I'm going to order because yeah. I got the heatless satin curling rollers. Some of you may have seen it on my Instagram when I got them over the like holiday break bought them in a store, guys. The, yes, they are advertising on our podcast right now, <laughs> but I am, a, I am also a customer, a frequent customer of Kitsch products. we are loyal. We're loyal. I really am. The heatless satin curling rollers were like a big trend on TikTok. So Birdie wanted to try them and we tried them and they're incredible. And my hair looked really great over Christmas because of them. One thing that I love about Kitsch so much is they're like, they're not expensive items,
0: but you really get to enjoy like instant results. And when can you say that about anything else?
1: Hardly ever. Hardly ever. Um, guys, right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at slash best. That's right, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M Y K I T S ch.com best. One more time, mykitch.com best for 30% off your order. Get the heatless satin curling rollers. Bye. Rocket money, rocket money, rocket, rocket, rocket money. Rocket money got a new song today. They got a new song. I'm feeling the vibes because... I just did it again, Casey. You're going to be so annoyed at me. What'd you do? I really wanted to read an article. And they said that I could try it free for three months. Yeah. And I forgot. And then I'm now, because I'm being very studious with my charges, I am going over my charges. Yeah. And um, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. And then I got an email from Rocket Money. An alert. Not an email. I got an alert from... You got an alert? (laughs) I got an email. All right, Granny. Um,
0: (laughs) I got a pigeon carrier. (laughs) I can't even be mad at you because I do the same thing. My whole family does the same thing. We use Roku, and so we look up a movie that we want to watch... And it's on a channel that we don't get. And so we do a free trial just to watch that one movie. And then you forget to cancel it after a week. And thank God for Rocket Money telling us, like, do you really want the channel that only has this one movie on it? Do you want to pay for it every month? No,
1: of course not. Wait, do you want to know this fact that Rocket Money sent over for this week's add on this podcast. Yes, I want to know. Do it. you know how much subscriptions cost because most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is always closer to 200.
0: Ugh. More than double what you think.
1: Isn't that insane?
0: That's insane. And that, frankly, there's just so many other things I would rather spend $200 on. I hate that. I hate it. <laughs>
1: Well, listen, Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person... $720 $720 a year. That is wild. That's incredible. Think of the trip you could take for $720. You could develop a very <laughs>
0: fancy latte habit with your extra
1: $720. Yeah. Whatever you want. You just want have it. $720. Keep on it in you. your savings if you're responsible. Well, stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash best. That's rocketmoney.com slash best. Rocketmoney.com slash best.
0: I, do went to the theater this, this, uh... I know, you went yesterday, last night, right? Yeah, yeah, I went to see... What did you guys see? The Secret Garden at the Amundsen Theater. It was so good, It was really good. I had never seen it.
1: I've never seen it. Is it new? This is a new production, right? I mean, the Amundsen, a lot of times, like, things start there that they want to go to Broadway or whatever. I think
0: this might have been on Broadway. I don't know. Because I No, but I mean,
1: a revival? Yeah, that's what I think. I Um, think... No, that's what I think, too. But I mean, I think the idea... I think it's starting in LA, and then it, like, goes to, like, Chicago, DC, and then they... Yes. Before it comes to New York, right?
0: Yes. Um, this enchanting Tony award winning musical is a compelling tale of forgiveness and renewal. Then it goes on to list everything else. Um, it was really great, yeah. I we also saw the um the Temptations musical there, and it was like most of the cast that had been on Broadway. Um, but anyway, yeah, we saw the Secret Garden, it was so great. It was such a great experience. Like, I don't think that people really think of L.A. as, like, a theater town because, obviously, it's, like, Hollywood and movies and TV. But it was a really, really nice experience. That theater is beautiful. If you ever the get it.
1: is, like, gorgeous in the Mark
0: Taper Forum.
1: The Amundsen so, and the
0: Mark Taper Forum. So gorgeous. And then in the plaza that it's on is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. and um, And also— <laughs> Matt was so excited that the parking was $10. He was like New York City could never. It would easily cost you $60. 100% <laughs> to park if you were coming into the city to see a show.
1: 100%. He
0: was so excited and then we got to go to like a little um a little cocktail party at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion after which I was very excited because that's where all the award shows events are held and it was my first time going there and it's super super fun so anyway thanks to thanks to the team at the secret garden for inviting me out it was really good and fun and such a such a family show there were so many little kids there uh and they were all dressed up in like floral did you tell them to shut the fuck up there was a little girl in front of me that was poking her mom a lot and her mom was not reacting at all um which i was like I was a little distracted by it. But in a way where I was like, that mom like has nerves of steel because she was not reacting to this kid poking her. But I will say that the child poked her in silence. It was just a silent, repeated poking. <laughs> and it was fascinating.
1: That is fascinating. And honestly, <laughs> I'm like impressed.
0: It was. But it was a really like, I gotta say, like a really um, chill uh, theater crowd, which was interesting because it was opening night, and I think they had to like hold the curtain a little bit because it was just was packed, and it took forever. It took forever to get everyone into the theater. But I ran into Ever Carradine, who I I, ever I love her too. I only know her through social media because we have so many mutual friends, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to like. I didn't want to bug her um, because she was there like with her family or whatever. But then we saw each other and she like made meaningful eye contact with me. And I was like, I'm Casey. And she was like, I was staring at you being like, D- do I know that girl from somewhere? Have we worked together? Um, so anyway, it was just one of those. And then we talked about how weird it is to meet social media friends in real life and uh, and try to just overcome how weird that is.
1: It is a thing, but I like it. It is always, a weird. Always thing. grateful.
0: It is a weird thing. Because you know that, like, I I may have told this story before. Like, I traditionally don't introduce myself to people that I know from social media, which I know is like it's a double-edged sword, right? Because the worst thing is to like go up to someone and be like, we're social media friends. And you know that they don't take social media or use it the same way you do. And they're like, I don't know who you are and like I probably my assistant followed you or whatever like that's what I fear happening but Mm -hmm. also there's also a chance that the person takes social media very seriously and does think of you as a friend and is like why the fuck is that girl say hi why wouldn't she say hi why is she ignoring me Exactly. So I had an experience where, like, when I was using Twitter a lot, a lot, a lot, I would talk to, you know, performer Michael Ian Black, like, we would talk back and forth on Twitter, like, publicly, basically every day, just because, like, our senses of humors were similar, I think, and we enjoyed each other, um, and then he was in the office that I was working in, and I just like locked up. Like I was like thinking about going to say hi to him, and then I just didn't, you know. And like we didn't know each other well enough to like like watch what happens live. Like he was
1: at watch what happens. Yeah, live or
0: he wasn't at watch what happens live, but he was in the office where uh, that we worked out of. And um, later he DM'd me, and he was like were you, was I just in the office where you work and like you walked by and saw me and didn't say hi? And I was like, yes, I believe it or not, like I am a little shy and I wanted to say hi, but then I just, at the last minute, I was like, I can't, it's too weird. And so yes, that was me. And he was like, that's weird. You should have said hi. And I was like, okay, I probably still never will. But then anyway, On the weirdest night ever, I went to a party, like a premiere party for a thing that he was in. Um, And I went with a friend in the city and, you know, but sometimes like at premieres, like the people that are in it aren't really there or what, like sometimes those parties are like, when we say premiere, we mean we're showing it, not that like it's the premiere or whatever, you know. So I didn't know what to expect. Right, okay. But anyway, everybody that was in it was there and so we we saw the show, we saw some episodes of the show, and then we went to this party thing, and then someone just came up behind me and was like, listen, like talking to the back of my head, listen, I know this is weird, but all you have to do is turn around and say hi, and then it'll be over. And so then I was like, oh, this is Michael Ian Black. So then I just... That's really funny. <laughs> So then I just turned around and said hi, and he was like, great, now we're friends, now we can stop being weird, Um, which, by the way, doesn't stop the weirdness, Uh, and then just went about my business like a normal person at the party, talking to people that I know, meeting people that I didn't know, uh, including... I know I've told this story on the podcast, but like on my way to the party, I waved to a woman that I thought was a colleague and she waved back thinking that I was someone that she knew. And uh, then as we got closer to each other, we realized that we didn't know each other at all. And we cracked up laughing on the street. And then she was also at that party. And so we actually became real friends. Like we... My God,
1: wait, that's so funny. That's, I mean, a different... Version of me sitting with those girls at lunch for an entire lunch. Yes. I was sure I knew them. Yeah. They were sure they knew me. And then (laughs) about 10 minutes in, I realized, oh no, I don't know know you at all. (laughs) And they think that I am their friend's new girlfriend. Yeah. So just that they had only met once. And I was like, too embarrassed. So I just, want that. <laughs> this is, that's my friend, Amanda Ginsburg. And
0: that we always talk about how we have the best friend meet cute ever. Um, and we have stayed in touch and have stayed friends. But um, anyway,
1: I don't uh, know. Is it as good as, as that rat falling on you and Heather Matarazzo? Cause I also think that's like pretty iconic, like a, a pretty great, Way to meet someone, just a rat falling on your heads. Heather and I were reuniting because we had already met each other
0: when we were, but that ah, was right, like, right, right. so it wasn't, we weren't actually meeting for the first time. But, um, anyway, that party was super fun. Michael Ian Black and weirdness, but the topper of the weirdness was that, like. As he was leaving the party with his wife, he overheard me on the phone trying to call a car for Matt and I because we didn't want to take the train home to Connecticut because it was so late and we just decided to splurge on a a car service. And then Michael Ian Black was like, oh, you live near me. I'll just drive you home. And so uh, we got into his little sports car, (laughs) which was so weird. My brain did not want to say yes to it because, again too weird but um anyway And
1: also you're like stuck in a car literally like you're like for an hour with a, minimum with like yes with like a stranger kind of yeah like I don't yes. know like a long car I I don't know like a long car that seems like of course that's weird that it was seems wild. so fucking weird like it I was would, wild it was an yeah.
0: hour minimum but then also there was crazy traffic on 95 and it was three hours it wound up being three hours that we were just like together. No, I'm not
1: gonna, that's not I that's an that's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's so gonna anyway. be like I would much rather just be in an Uber or yeah. without car service yeah. where I don't have to like I can just chill out after a part... I mean that's that's a lot. That's a lot. It was too much, but, but fun, I guess
0: but it was nice of him and um and I Ultimately felt bad for him because I'm sure he was like, What the fuck did I get myself into spending three hours with these two people? Ugh. But um he was really nice about it and dropped us off right at our door and the kids were like, Oh my god, whenever we came in, like Michael Ian Black drove you home. But because Twitter is a trash fire now, we're all we don't know the people that we used to talk to every day on Twitter as well as I don't really I never really was talking to people every day on Twitter. I used to. And then somebody just said, like, I haven't seen you in your feed since you moved to the house you bought. And I was like, that was four years ago. That's Isn't how that's long weird. you haven't seen me
1: <laughs> on Twitter? It, like, pop up on the feed? I guess. I don't understand algorithms weird. at fucking all. They gotta go. I really do think that if I mention or tag the podcast, it gets buried. Yes, If I, I mention the fucking podcast, it gets buried. I agree. Because there's no reason why that post that I put up of that great picture that your friend Joshua... Joshua Pickering. I just want to say his name. Joshua Pickering photography. Um yes. That amazing picture that he took of us live at Boston. Yeah. There's like no reason why that post of the carousel of pictures has 7,000 something views or whatever and the uh, one that I did, like another carousel I did later, has like thirty-five. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, like it's like it's likes. You could it doesn't see make sense even like if it was like half, maybe you know what I mean. So here's what I'm gonna do for the podcast thing this week, my podcast yeah. post this week. Sometimes I don't get them up on time, guys. I know. <laughs> Last week was a lot. Last week I was just dealing with like, oh, I didn't know Mark was not coming back. Like, right. I mean, I thought I knew a thing was happening and now right. a totally different thing is happening. So I was like kind of scrambling. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just like a bunch of stuff happening that I was like, Wah! Um And some really great stuff that I can't talk about yet, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't even tell you. It's exciting. It's insane. It's fucking insane. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm going to not. I'm going to not tag what do you think you too or do you think just the podcast? I honestly have no idea. I know. Okay, I'm going to try not tagging you or the podcast. All right. Let's and see what see happens algorithmically. What's yeah. going to happen? It's interesting
0: algorithms are fucked up and I think it's like I think it sucks because like if I not even just for us because I think that like The stuff that we post on the podcast's Instagram is also, like, very, like, hit or miss. And Mm -hmm. that's annoying. Like, whenever we refer to, like, the show. And the same thing happens on Facebook. And there used to be, like, a get-around where I could, like, say at everyone in the comments and then every person that followed our page would get an alert. But I don't even think that works anymore. Like, I think they shut that down over the past couple weeks. I don't know. But if, like... Zero likes on a post about like a podcast that supposedly the people in the group are interested in is any indication, it seems like that function no longer works. Um, I think algorithms are all moving toward like asking people to pay for like exposure to the eyeballs, but I'm like, I don't know if I follow someone, it's because I want to hear what they're talking about and what they're mentioning, and so I don't appreciate like that like if this service is free for everyone and it's funded by advertising which i look at your ads and i listen to your ads then like i don't appreciate someone being suppressed in my timeline because they're also not paying on top of the ads that right all can we watch
1: the i mean i look at the fucking lord knows instagram ads work on me new shit shows up every damn day (laughs) The new ads that I've been getting are all, like, back, neck, shoulder pain, which sure, is hilarious. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I haven't bit on any of those things. Okay. Lots of clothing, which, yeah. honestly... I get I'm a like, lot of
0: clothing, too. It. And I'm like, also, Farm Rio, don't waste your money on me until you start making things above extra large. Just, it's, a, it's a waste of money. And also... Also, here's what I want to say. If if anyone out there is familiar with Farm Rio's clothing, it's a little pricey, like uh, probably like a little more expensive than Anthropology.
1: But what is I want... I feel like it's comps. Maybe it's, I feel comparable. Like it's comparable.
0: Who knows? Who knows? But um, what I want to say is that Farm Rio to me is the vibes that I see a lot of people who are bigger than size XL, like... Would love to dress in if they would just make their fucking sizes. So, like, it's a double, it's a double slap in the face because it's like, not only are you getting in my Instagram feed with your ads of shit that I can't even buy if I wanted to, which I might like spend the money on, but it's also like the aesthetic is something that I think that larger people actually would be more apt to buy than smaller people.
1: Interesting.
0: Because there's such a lack of fun-spirited clothes for people that wear, like, larger than size 12 or 16 or whatever. Um, that's interesting. So anyway, love your look, Farm, Farm Rio, but um, for right now, you can shove it and keep your ads to yourself.
1: Yeah. You know? I'm trying to see if I have any good ads right now. Um, <laughs> oh, Michelle changed? What? What? Wait, what was that, red, and now she's in black? What is this? Oh, my God, this is gorgeous, too. Jesus, Michelle looks amazing. At the SAG Awards? Yeah. She
0: lo- I saw the dress with the bow.
1: The black, is it black? I think what it's did she like, wear it was the black or navy? Red one, too. Yeah, 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 it's like navy. What did she wear the red one, too? I don't know that red one that I posted earlier.
0: Ah, I didn't see the SAG so Awards because cause, well, a I was out, but b it wasn't
1: on TV. I did. I mean, they it was non televised. Um, well, I'm fine with that. I don't think we need to. <laughs> I don't. I'm like honestly, I, I don't guess think it was any like of them I need to be televised. I could
0: have found it online, but I didn't. I was but. I was happy. Um, I'm always happy for key high winning all these awards after getting back into acting. And like, I always love his message. He was talking particularly about how he had such a break from acting because there were no opportunities, um, or there weren't enough opportunities for him to be acting. And, uh, and I'm super happy and proud of him, even though I don't really know him. My husband only played poker with him
1: one time at my lawyer's house. But he's, like, best friends with your lawyer. So you do know him by proxy. <laughs> yeah, You are, like—you're, like, you're, like um, you're, you're a degree I'm one away. degree away from And you really—and you're friends with your lawyer, and you love him. <laughs> he's, like, a friend. And so you know by that degree— He's a friend of a it's friend. It's like a Paul. It's like a Paul F. Tompkins connector. Like, yeah. like you know that it's going to be a quality person because he's. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, yeah, exactly. I to me it makes sense. Like yeah. very clear. Like very. I'm very. It very clearly makes sense
0: Yes, to me. And also because I think I have a picture of, like, from my lawyer, like, having him around and still being friends with him. They're still best friends from when they were in the Goonies together. That is the cutest thing as ever. As children. Um, I knew that he was, like, a fucking fantastic guy before all this good stuff happened for him again. And so, like, I just can't help but feeling, like, that it's so deserved and so earned and so over. Though? For yeah. real? Because yeah. I
1: just haven't Googled, and maybe you know. Yeah. Was he What has he been doing these last many years of his life? <laughs> I really don't know if he was like... Like for he, money, for a job, whatever, you know? I
0: think it was like the kind of thing where like I don't even know that I would ask because I wouldn't want to be like gross or whatever. You know what I mean? Like not that it's gross to ask, but I don't know that I would be like...
1: Oh, it's like people people do that to me sometimes. It's, it is actually really fucking insane. <laughs> when they're like, oh my God, I loved you on Dawson's Creek. So what do you do now? Right, right. Like, Honey. Yeah. Fucking look it up. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. Well, shoot. He has
0: like in his IMDb, he has a break from 2002 until 2021. So a 19 year break where I don't see anything as an actor.
1: Yeah, so I wonder if he was doing something else.
0: I don't know, but I don't it, even see like IMDb I mean, usually lists like voiceovers or video game. No, voices. I know, but that's
1: that's why I feel like yeah, he might. I maybe feel like, here's what I'm gonna say. I do feel like actors who work, like who stay in the business, like. Consistently, who stay in the business consistently, yeah, you would see some, you would see pieces, right? Like to me, the break feels like he left and then was like, and was right. doing something else, and then right. was like, you know, Dream Guest Casey. Oh, Casey, how interesting <gasps> that we have a connection to him via I'll
0: Ask. But he I think seems- you should. He seems very busy right now. Yeah, but winning you know what? Every award.
1: Well, right, that's like, that's literally one Saturday or Sunday every two or three weeks, you know? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And he's like, I don't know. I feel like he'd, I feel like he'd, I mean, you know, the Michelle of it all is like that she literally still has like a newborn and a child that's like starting like her, his uh, like pre-K thing or what, not pre- right, right. Preschool, preschool pre-thing like, right. parent thing right. and a daughter that's looking at colleges. Like, that's why <laughs> Michelle is, like, in the time in between these award shows is, like, I don't think I can do yeah. your podcast right now just because of, like, that stuff. Like, I mean, maybe he has a newborn, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, mean,
0: I don't know. I th- I believe he's married. I don't know a lot about his personal life. I am seeing on his Wikipedia that he's also, he's listed as an actor and stunt choreographer. So maybe that's what he's been doing for a living. By the way, we should just have my lawyer, Jeff, on the podcast.
1: Um, Yeah. Talk about a fucking pivot. (laughs) What are we even doing? What's wrong with us? I don't know. I'll invite. Talk about a pivot. Yeah. These are these are all great
0: ideas. These are all great ideas. But today we have no guests because we just got back from that tour.
1: Yeah. And I had I have like a lot of weird. I had some scheduling stuff that popped up this week, which is why we're recording it on Monday. And also then because of the Mark being stuck in L.A. thing, there was like it was like I had less available time because I have to like run and get the kid at pick up the little one, <laughs> the little one cricket. The little one. That's her name, Cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Always still, always still like love it when people comment on my Instagram about like wondering where Cricket is. Where have I put her? Why don't I show her? <gasps> Clearly, I have a favorite. I'm like, go fuck yourselves, people. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing to decide about someone else's life. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, I had other things I wanted to talk to you about. And I'm like trying to remember what they are. Oh, lingerie is being sponsored to me right now. That is really pretty. That is really pretty. (laughs) I guess guess my Instagram wants me to get fucked is the point. They're definitely like busy. Please. Well, I mean, if it can't do
0: anything else for us, it could at least get us having sex i guess or like by the way like who needs lingerie though to have sex like
1: nobody well i don't know i always think like lingerie is always like f- more for you than for yeah anyone else yeah cuz you're the one that like really knows it's on
0: right <laughs> right i've always found this is if my sons are listening to this sorry guys but i've always found it annoying like
1: how much you how much time it takes to put it on to just how take much, it off.
0: Yeah, yeah. and like how much you I pay for it. I get, it. It, I get yeah. it. Yeah. How much attention
1: you pay to selecting I get it. it. And I then it's get on it. for like two seconds. Nobody Guys, cares. Just get a ribbon. <laughs> get an extra extra get a get a ream of ribbon, <laughs> a little wide ribbon, and fucking wrap wrap yourself up. Wrap your little <laughs> body up and that'll do the trick. I don't know, Casey. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it is weird that people
0: comment on, like, where Cricket is. Here's what I will say, if if I may offer this. Birdie often consents to being in photos. And then the way that you write about Birdie is with such admiration. It's so intense, your admiration for Birdie. But Cricket never gets those captions because she doesn't want to be in the pictures. So I think that's what it it gets to be cumulative where people are like... Well,
1: part of my shit show on Friday that I don't really want to talk about yet, and I'm not going to, like, had to do with another, like, with a situation that Birdie handled in, like, such a fucking incredible way. And I, Mark and I both, Mark was in L.A., but we both were just, like, floored by the kids' um, ability to like articulate and do what's right in the face of like a very challenging yeah situation. Yeah. And let me just be effusive about cricket for one second. Yeah. Be effusive just about cricket. Just balance it out. Yeah. Um so yesterday, yesterday Cricket went over to her friend's house for a little play date. And um, I really love this mom. And uh, then there was like, I don't know. There was like some, a little bit of like, not between Tricket. Okay. (laughs) Not between Cricket and her friend, but there was like another girl in their grade. There was like some like drama between Cricket's, like essentially BFF in fourth grade. And... This other girl who was being unkind to Cricket's BFF. Yeah. But like, is like, sort of like, it, they're all in the friend group. Tweens, you know, tweens. Um, and, so the mom called me because Cricket called me and I could see on her face like she was like a little – this was happening like they were playing like a Roblox game online kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know? And so Cricket FaceTimed me and I could see on her little face like something was like upsetting her. And um, and I was like, buddy, what's going on? Like are you – do you need to – do you want me to come get you? Are you ready to come home? Like whatever. And she was like, no, I just don't know what's going on. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Got it. Got it. Let me – um." Let me talk to the mom and I'll like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So talk to the mom and she kind of like explained the situation to me. And she's like, but I obviously like need to go in there and like help finesse whatever's happening. And I was like, okay, great. So then the mom was like, sent me this text, which was like incredible. Okay. I'm talking to them now about it. And I said, okay, good. I can come whenever. She told me when to come. And she said, Cricket is actually killing it in this discussion. And I said, my little buddy. And she goes, she just said, to the little girl, like her name, it may not even have anything to do with you or what you did. Sometimes people have other things that are bothering them and they take it out on the wrong person. Ah, Cricks. And she's like, and then the mom was like, I'm so impressed. And I said, oh my gosh. That little sweet, sweet sweetheart. She is just a heart. Yeah. Like Cricket is like, she is so many things too. Like they're both so complicated, but Cricket is just like pure heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lincoln. Lincoln's like heart. He's like a little buddy.
0: Yeah, he is. He's very affectionate. Yeah. I think it comes from like, it comes from being the second kid and it comes from sort of, well, you know, when the older kid has challenges, like they Mm -hmm. live through that too. And so, you know, and so they, they, Become like a comforter, you know, like they learn Mm -hmm. how to become how to comfort people and and how to like think through those situations. Like this is because of this, and it's you know, if anyone ever had to learn, like this is not because of anything I did. But and yet, and yet, no,
1: I know, I know, and like I was actually that I didn't tell the mom that because I, you know, whatever, but like, yeah. I know that where that little piece of her heart comes from, which yeah, is like yeah. sometimes people are mean to you because of other things that are happening in their life and it doesn't have to do with you because, I mean, how many times have I like had that conversation with Little Cricks yeah. in the last, you know, yeah, in her life um, yeah. in regards to like something that Birdie's been going through. It's been yeah. not, it's not the easiest.
0: It's probably something that, all second children can identify with to some degree or most yeah Yeah, just that how how you know you're always going to watch that person ahead of you going through
1: things but sometimes I think when kids are closer in age it doesn't land the same way when siblings are closer in age they're not like they don't get a chance to sort of like they i don't know it's like they're too close or something they just yeah. see it it's they see it differently yeah well anyway i love both of my fucking kids assholes <laughs> just because you
0: don't see an instagram post about it
1: like to be honest with you cricket like downright has requested not for me to not post that many photos of her like she doesn't yeah, and she you're actually just doesn't it. she does not like it like it it and she doesn't like you know what she doesn't like She doesn't like her teachers or her friend's parents saying that they saw a picture of her. Right. Even if she's, like, agreed to the picture, she just doesn't like it.
0: She's always really particular. She's always been really particular about pictures. Yeah. Yes.
1: Since she was little, little, little.
0: Yeah. Which I think is good. I think it's good that she feels comfortable to be like, no. Meanwhile,
1: Birdie's, like, constantly posing. (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my my child. My children. No two children have the same parents, even if they have the same parents. Right, right. That's so true. Oh, my God. Wait, I have a story for you. I want to hear it. So, you know, the neighbor doesn't want me jumping in my apartment anymore right we heard yes yeah mm-hmm. so I've been looking for like other workouts to do yeah because I feel like it's important for me to get you know my I need some cardio fast you like, I can do some I need to jump around guys whether or not I need to do something active and I need to jump around so um that the actress Angela Trimber who I love who was on search party this doesn't sound like an ad guys but it is an ad <laughs> um <laughs> was having a dance class on Sunday. But she posted on Instagram, like, um, "It she lives in New York. Oh, hey, guys, I accidentally booked too much studio space this weekend for dance rehearsal. So does anyone want to come do, like, an aerobic dance workout with me oh, in nice. this studio space? And so then I was like, I'll do it. So I showed up. It was, like, 30 people. But, Casey, I had been with the kids, you know, like, I hadn't showered like, I smelled bad. Right. And as I was, wait, as I was running out the door, I was like, oh, we have this new product that I just got like a full delivery of. And um, I just grabbed it and threw it in my bag. And um, I made some friends that day. <laughs> I made friends. I, people, it was like, literally, I was so glad I had the wipes with me. Yeah. You don't want to show up. Guys, all I'm saying is that you don't want to show up to any sort of group workout and smell funky. Right. You don't want to be that person, especially right. the workout that you're doing for the first time. Right. So anyway.
0: That's amazing. I'm I am
1: a- I literally broke out the wipes. I, I love those wipes. And then I used the cream. Yeah. All over, guys. My cleavage, everyone got it. Every every area. I'm a
0: longtime user and fan of Lumi. I was so excited when I saw that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast because... I just love this product. Like, it's the kind of thing that I recommend constantly just to other friends. They're acidified body wash. I like the pink peony scent. Um, Also, yeah, the deodorant cream and the I use the stick deodorant, too. But the deodorant cream is so genius. Not to get like too graphic or whatever, but like you can use it on your feet. You can use it under your boobs or between your boobs.
1: Like, sometimes it gets really gross there. Okay. This is what I was trying to explain to you is that I had like, I could smell, I, okay. I didn't <laughs> tell the story right, you guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Because I missed the part, Casey, where I like, was like, something smells weird. And then I went down to my cleavage and I sniffed and I was like, it's my fucking tits. My boobs smell weird. Like <laughs> yeah, they smell it, like BO. It happened. And I, and then, so then, okay. So that, and then I was like, wait, the Lumi, I grabbed the cream. That's like the. All over your body, yeah, whole body deodorant, yeah. And I like put it on my skin, in between my boobs, and I was like, oh, thank God, I can work out and like not. It's not just like scare other people. I like didn't want to dance with myself,
0: right, right. You know, because it's right there in front of your face. This like whole body, you can put it anywhere. You can put it anywhere. Like, I mean, your butt crack. Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're self conscious about that, you can just dab a little. Bit back there, and it like it works and it works for a really long time. And like, listen, having a scent and a smell is totally natural, but sometimes, like, it gets to be a lot, especially when you're running around and busy and it's hot weather or humid weather or cold weather or cold. and you're running and yeah. you're really sweaty and you're so and you've been sweaty. Wearing wool. And,
1: and you want to be happy for with, days with
0: the way that you smell. And so, when I use this stuff, I'm like, I smell freaking delicious. And I love it. And uh, also, like between my boobs, doesn't smell like I
1: shoved a dirty gym sock in there. It's pretty nice. And also, I want—I do want to say—it's—it was created by a doctor. It's effective and it's very safe and pH optimized. That's so amazing to safely protect all of our pH. Everywhere. In case
0: you're worried, it's baking soda-free, it's cruelty-free and vegan, it's paraben-free. So none of that nasty stuff that you're worried about. And I love this, it doesn't stain your clothes. Yes, another thing that I forgot to tell you.
1: But <laughs> yes, um, there are over 150,000 five-star reviews. You guys, we are very confident you're going to love Lumi. You should go get the Lumi starter pack, which is the thing that I grabbed the two products out of uh, when I was racing out the door and then glad I did because my cleavage smelled. Um, And I (laughs) fixed it. (laughs) We are just very confident you're going to love this product. And as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code BEST. At lumideodorant.com. That's basically a little over forty percent off of your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code best. It's lumi l-u-m e deodorant.com. Guys, you're gonna love it. AG1 advertising on our podcast is like AG1 in my real life. (laughs) Consistent? Yes. Consistent. AG1 keeps keeps coming back and saying, you know what? There may be other people we can get to try Athletic Greens AG1 this week.
0: Yes, I'm so proud. Busy. I saw a TV commercial on a streaming service for AG1 this week
1: and I like was Why thrilled. We feel, I know. I Casey, <laughs> I told you this. The box was waiting in the like package room downstairs the AG1 box and it wasn't it wasn't my box. It was someone else's box and I was I smiled. You feel like I a your friend became famous. My friend is famous, and with good reason. And the other thing, the other the other reason why I made that connection is because, um, we've been so grateful to have a g one's support almost since I think the beginning of the podcast, since the basically. beginning of the podcast, yeah, and I'm so grateful to have the product a g one's support, especially in the last two months of my life, yeah, because I have had a lot of ups and downs, and I I really feel like keeping a couple things just consistent that were easy for me to do helped me get through some like moments. I'm not trying to put too much on AG1, but I will say (laughs) that one of the things we say about it is that it's one small micro habit with macro benefits. Is that what we say? I don't know, but we do say something like that. It's a micro habit. It's like an easy thing to do every day that made me feel good about myself.
0: So easy. And yeah, I just I really have been trying to pay such close attention to how my body feels and what I'm putting into my body because it really makes a huge difference. And AG1 is one of those things that just consistently I know makes me feel better. And like I'm taking care of my health, which is like, if I'm being honest, like I have some
1: issues that I'm always trying to work on. And and I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing because (laughs) you're like, but just like, just like that idea of like about my, about my health. Cause if we're being honest, I have some issues. I've got, you know, I mean, but you know what we all do. We really all do, whether it's like digestion or skin. Some people are like my, I wish my skin was like, I think that, you know, yeah. Athletic Greens is, in case we miss that part, you guys have listened to these before, so <laughs> you know what it is. Athletic it's Greens is like a scoop a day in it, water in or water, a smoothie, a
0: smoothie juice if you want to, but it doesn't have to be. It tastes great just in water.
1: And it's so good. It tastes like pineapple. It's like fruit. It's like I don't know what. It's not pineapple, but it's like it's like the Caribbean. It's it tastes like <laughs> the Caribbean to me. It tastes tropical. Just, to truly, you. it's so good. Well. When you use athletic greens, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, all of the things in one thing. And, you know, it's easy. It's just an easy thing to do. And I, when I've been having stomach issues, like I said, the last two months, I've just been having a lot of ups and downs where I don't even feel like eating healthy. I don't feel like eating, period, some days. And I'm like, oh, I'm having my athletic greens and my stomach is like chilled out now. Like I feel good. Like I can get through.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's like it's 3 bucks a day. That's less than your cold brew habit. It's a lot cheaper than uh all the money I was shelling out on multiple supplements and opening multiple bottles every day. It was like a part-time job that I was so happy to give up just do the one scoop and it's it's just so
1: easy that it'd be silly for me not to do it. I agree. We love you AG1. We want you guys to try it yourselves. There's no time like the present to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition and one scoop in a cup of water or in your smoothie or whatever every day, once a day, that's it. Not a bunch of different vitamins and minerals and supplements and things that you got to take. Just the one little scoop. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, which I love, and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which are fantastic when you're traveling. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com busy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: Um, just before we got on to do the podcast, I got a really nice email because I had a brainstorm, which might seem weird, but, um, about my mom's services, like her memorial service, her funeral had sort of a brainstorm of like, what if we could do it on a whale watch? Because that was like her favorite thing to do.
1: That's um, oh so
0: fun, and oh, she would. Is go, that weird? So fun. No, but I mean, like she would, I feel like she would want it to be fun. You know what I mean? Anyway, I had like randomly, I had reached out to my mom's friend, Dave, who uh, everyone clapped for in last week's podcast because he came to the Boston show. I reached out to my mom's friend, Dave, but also just reached out to a whale watch company that was in uh, Hyannis, the town where my mom lived, uh, sort of simultaneously just figuring whatever. And then Dave confirmed that I, that that was the whale watch company that my mom would always take whale watches with and that she was friends with like the head naturalist or whatever. She had become friendly with him because she did so many whale watches. Anyway, um, he, I won't read the email because, you know, obviously he sent it just to me, um, to, you know, just between us or whatever. But he finally wrote back, and it was so nice, and he just described, like, meeting my mom. Um, I will read, like, one little part that hopefully he doesn't mind, uh, that I read on here. Anyway, he said, um... Thanks for reaching out to us. My heart sank when I noticed your last name and a quick record search confirmed my fears. I was unaware of your mom's passing, and I want to express condolences for you and your family's loss from all of us here at Hyannis Whale Watcher Cruises. Um Whatever, I'm just going to read it. Hopefully he doesn't mind. He said, I met your mom in a chance encounter on a frigid midwinter's day when I was arriving at the Whale Watcher office to do some desk work. There was a lone photographer braving the wind on the wharf to take pictures in the harbor. As a veteran birder, I know there are only two types of people who venture out in such conditions, crazy people and birders. So I set off to see which she was. When I approached her, she excitedly told me that there was a black guillemot. I think that's how you pronounce it. A very rare bird for the Cape in the harbor. Oh, so we, a
1: birder will let us know.
0: <laughs> in the harbor. So we proceeded to watch this charming little seabird and became friends. Her enthusiasm was always infectious. I invited her out to a whale watch in the upcoming season and from that first trip on she was out with us at least once a year often with a friend or two in tow she always planted herself on the tip of the pulpit in front of the boat regardless of the weather she always wanted to be ready to get that shot Donna will be missed and she'll be remembered every time we look down on the pulpit from the wheelhouse so nice but anyway um, it is expensive (laughs) Expensive to charter a whale watching boat, but I'm going to try to do it. I think that would be a
1: good. I think that would be really, really amazing.
0: Yeah. But what a nice email to get. It's it very so nice. Like he could have just been like, it costs this many thousands of dollars. Oh,
1: thanks, Kate. Sorry for <laughs> your loss.
0: Yeah, but really like took the time to like make a memory and send me a beautiful photo. That guy's a good guy.
1: That's really nice. So, also, if anybody wants to give him business when you are gonna yes. go whale watching in Hyannis, yes, that's the that's check the it one out to go check on. it out.
0: Um, but yeah, I think uh, that was oh, really crazy. nice. That's so nice. And um, but anyway, what? Of course, of course, a guy that is like a head naturalist on whale watches is like a nice guy. Obviously, what was I thinking? I don't
1: know. <laughs> Because, like, cause like, I could see it both ways. You know what I mean? Like, I could see him being, like, uh, people suck. That's why, I, that's why I turned to the sea. You
0: it's know what possible. I
1: mean? It's possible. I, but pref- I much prefer nature to humans. <laughs> Wait, now I just made him, like, actually, like, a, car- like a cartoon. Like a pirate. A pirate. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Oh, my sir. God. Sorry. Um, that's not you. That's just that's what, what a guy, a naturalist Ooh. who doesn't. What like. people what That's could happen? My One time we
0: took Eli on a whale watch when he was really little. I don't think my mom was with us. I can't even remember if it was on Cape Cod. I think it was on Cape Cod. Anyway, we took Eli on a whale watch and it was like very misty and kind of like miserable on the boat. Um, but anyway, I'd never been on a whale watch before and I was like very concerned with becoming seasick. But what happened First of all, we sailed, like, right into an entire pod of whales, and there were just whales jumping everywhere, and it was, like, more whales than I could have imagined ever seeing on a whale watch. But then a mother and her calf swam up, and it was the first sighting, like, on record of the – have you ever been on a whale watch? But I have. I have a story. I want to tell you. Okay. I'll tell you after. So, like, a guy is, like, you know, narrating for the the naturalist is, like, narrating for people, like, what kind of whale it is and, like, you know, if they have names or whatever, like, what whatever they do, and just telling you. And this guy lost his shit. He was crying his eyes out because he was so excited that we were seeing, A, so many whales and that they were so active, and, B, that this was the first sighting of this calf by anyone and that the mother and and calf, like, swam right up to the boat. But it was so beautiful because, like, I wouldn't have known any better. Like, I wouldn't have known—I would have just thought that this is, like, how every whale watch is. It was my first whale watch, you know? But it was because of, like, how passionate this guy was about what he was doing that it communicated to me, like, how rare this was and how this would never happen in a million years. Like, he couldn't fucking believe it. I just, like, always have such a fond memory of, like, this grown man who did this every day, like, in the hopes of ever seeing something like this, like, once in a lifetime, like, actually weeping with emotion of, like, how rare it was to fucking see all these whales and to get to see this little baby whale that no one ever saw before. Lost um, his mind.
1: It's cra- Like, I... Well, I've only done West Coast whale watching. Right. Right? right. So, like... Yeah. I remember going when I was, like, a little kid um, off of San Diego. And again, it was, like, one of those, like, the weather was terrible. Yeah. We didn't see a damn whale. Or like, <laughs> like I don't remember if we even saw, like, one. I don't remember. Right. I just remember it was, like, terrible, miserable, whatever. I've been in Mexico a couple times uh, that were sort of not fruitful either. Yeah. But, yeah. like. Maybe like, okay, because
0: guys, it's just a whale watch. It's not a whale show. You're just watching no, and that's, for whales. They,
1: but they, I do feel like they tell you that when you get on the boat. I, <laughs> no do, say, I do think they say this is a whale watch, not a whale show. <laughs> so just need to pre- prepare you. We're going to do our best, but we might not see some fucking whales today. Right. But I feel like I've told you this story, but maybe I haven't. I don't think you have before Mark and I were married, before we were married, um, we booked a trip to Lanai in Hawaii. Yeah. The island of Lanai. Yeah. Um, And it was actually like a really rough moment for me career-wise because I had wanted this pilot, like a TV show pilot, and I didn't get it. Yeah. And then I was basically like told like, oh, you're going to get this other one by the network or whatever. And then literally found out when we were in Hawaii that I didn't get it. Ugh. It was just a bummer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, Lanai is like an island. I don't know what it is like now, but at the time, you have to imagine. I mean, this is like what? Like 17 years ago? Yeah. So Lanai has like this at the time had like one resort that was sort of like on this cliff overlooking like a little bay. Yeah. And that's where we were staying. And then there was like this other weird resort that was inland Mm -hmm. and it felt like mountainy because it was where they, it used to be a dull pineapple plantation farm thing all throughout there. But then what ends up happening is the soil becomes toxic after a certain many generations of right. planting of pineapples, I guess. I guess and probably
0: so, from chemicals that they use or is it from the
1: pineapples? I don't know. We'll have we'll wow. have to I'll have wow, to wow. do do you my know, own research. In my in my head, I was like pineapples turn it. What is wrong with me? I don't know. For some reason I I thought that the soil gets toxic from the pineapples, not from the... I'll have to look it up. I don't know. I honestly don't know. This is a story about whales, not pineapples. Yeah. But the only point is that they, to like secure the earth, the only thing that they could, I don't understand exactly why, but it's pine trees. They're pine trees. So it is really kind of cool and weird because like all of a sudden you're like, it feels like you're at a a camp. Yeah. Like in the the mountains.
0: The Northwest or something. It's so weird,
1: but really cool. And you can just like drive up there and have dinner in this like lot. They call it the lodge or it was, that's what it was called back then. Yeah. So anyway, it was nice, but I do have to say like the. The vacation. But I do have to say, I was having like a rough moment in my life. You know what I mean? Like career-wise, because I just was like, I was feeling really let down and like I didn't know what the fuck was happening or what I should be doing or whatever. And now, obviously, in retrospect, I'm going to tell you this. But Mark and I were like enjoying our time together, you know what I mean? Like we were just kind of, yeah. So we were, it was like spring break ish, like around pilot, end of pilot season. I hadn't gotten, I hadn't booked a pilot. Um, and we were getting married in June. Yeah. Which we knew, but nobody else did. So anyway, one morning we went and like sat out in the lanai where everybody eats breakfast And we noticed that like over toward the edge, like the lookout, there were people that worked at the hotel and they were all like kind of gathering out over there. And we like kind of like couldn't get anyone else's like couldn't get anyone's attention. We were up really early and there weren't that many people at the resort in this moment in time. And so of course me, I like go over there to see what's up. And one of the people that works there is like, I don't, it's weird. I've never seen this before. And there was this whale in the bay and she had swam into the bay. This whale had swam into the bay and was just kind of like sm- s- blowing, blow spouting. Okay. Like around in the bay. And I was like, is there something wrong with the whale? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to like, we're going to ask the, naturalist or whatever the person here when he gets in. Yeah. But he's like but I've lived on this island for a long time like the whales will a whale will come into this bay every once in a while but like you know this is unusual. Okay. So then the whale starts doing this weird thing (laughs) where it's like it's a humpback whale. Yeah. Okay. And like one giant fin the flipper like an arm not the back fins. Yeah. Yeah, One flipper comes up and then smacks onto the water. And then the other one goes up and then smacks onto the water. Now you have to imagine like we're like kind of like up on this cliff. You can get down to the beach from the hotel, but you like have to go down like lots and lots of like stairs, stairs in yeah. the cliff to get to the beach, right? Yeah. And people totally, I we went down there and s- sat on the beach a few times and like went into the ocean there too. Yeah. And swam with a pot of dolphins, which was fun. mm Anyway, like, um, not planned. They just were there. Right. They just like swam around Spontaneous dolphins. Yeah. Not like I pay, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't go to one of those things. Anyway, um, so like, we're kind of like, we're like far from the whale. Yeah. But like, you can see it very clearly because it's like in the bay. And so she just keeps, I say she, so the whale just keeps like smacking one arm and then smacking the other arm. And it's just like. Doing this fucking weird thing and like swimming around and, uh, and whatever, we got breakfast and then <laughs> I was like, that's cool. We got yeah. breakfast and we were like sitting out by the pool and, um, every like hour or something I would like go and I'd be like, is "She still there. Is the, is the whale still there? They're like, yeah, whale's still there. Nobody was like going out to see the whale. No one was bugging her. Like, right just letting her be. And then in the like late, everybody just kept checking on the whale. Everyone from the hotel, everyone who was staying there, but no one was bugging this, this big humpback whale and whatever she was going through. Yeah. This is so crazy. At like 4.35 p.m., she like disappears from the water. You couldn't see her. And then this tiny little spout came up, a little mini spout came up and then she came up with a spout. And when I tell you that the people, like the local, like the people that worked at the hotel who were all locals who live on Lanai, like everyone was like screaming. And freaking out and like, come here. Like, everybody get over here. Like, watch. This lady whale (laughs) gave birth to a little baby humpback whale in the bay of Lanai. Like, while we all just like, we're like drinking daiquiris all day watching her flail around. And the two of them... She held, like you could see because we're like you're up looking down. I'm going to try right. to find a picture of I mean, fuck, man. That's it's like long before iPhones, right Long before we all had cameras on right. us all the time, which is also just so nuts to even think about. Right. Like know, because yeah. no one rec- no one recorded it.
0: No. Yeah. We there just were had no our little Pebble flip phones. We
1: I definitely still had a sidekick. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I had a sidekick. I had a sidekick. But, like, no one was recording it because right. we didn't have video. No one was videoing it. It was, like, right. just this, like, wild, magical, magical, fucking insane thing watching this whale give birth right on, on Lanai. And she swam with the baby around, and, like, you would see her, like— And then this other whale showed up and they both were like helping the whale up. It's probably another woman because we know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Another lady whale. I'm just going to (laughs) say, I'm not going to say it's the dad. I'm going to say it's another lady whale showed up, probably her sister. And um, helped the little baby whale and they swam around. And like as literally like as the sun went behind the horizon, the, the two big whales and the one new baby whale like swam off. Oh, wow. Isn't that incredible?
0: That's such a once in a lifetime. Like, yeah, most people don't even see anything like that once in a lifetime. Well,
1: that's what all the people like this. I remember talking to this one guy at dinner that night who yeah. like, worked at the hotel. And he was like, I have lived on this island my entire 45 years of life. I've never seen anything like that today. Wow. Like what I saw today. That is it's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, in nature, and so then I was like, "Well, we got to go on a whale watch." And (laughs) so then we went. We did, um, and we got into like a little boat, and we saw a bunch of humpback whales because they like all go through that little channel between Maui and Lanai or whatever. But I mean, what was I chasing the dragon? Like, I had just seen a whale give birth. (laughs) Like, what in the wild?
0: You just can't. Yeah, you can't chase that dragon. We also did immediately go on another whale watch after that remarkable whale watch and we didn't see a damn thing either. Not that I mean, you know, it's just whales yeah,
1: we saw some other whales, but I was just like, it's whales not, are it's out not that lady giving birth to the baby whale. Teaching us hard lessons
0: about, <laughs> you know, wh- they know. They're like,
1: Listen, you can't we're not trained no whales. This is not this is not a whale show. This is a whale watch. <laughs> Honestly, that should be like, that's like our motto. That's my motto for myself from now on. Guys, I never said this was a whale watch. This is, I mean, no, wait, wait. I did say it was a whale watch. Wait, guys, hold on. Wait, let me think about it. Am I the whale? I'm the whale in this scenario. Yeah, in this scenario, you're the whale. You never said it's a whale show. I never said it was a whale show. All I said was it was a whale watch. (laughs) Maybe you'll get to see the whale give birth. Maybe not.
0: I don't know. know. We don't know. That's really cool. That's super cool. Anyway, gonna try to do a whale watch memorial for my mom. I think she'd like that. In I think it's beautiful in May. Um, but Is that when I whale, to, are there whales there? I guess. Yeah, that's when the season starts. So it might even be kind of like early in the season to see whales. But whatever. Like, also, I can't wait forever to like have a memorial for my mom.
1: I mean, you can't wait for the migration patterns of whales, especially given climate change. You don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Maybe you guys will get to see a whale give birth
0: maybe that would be super cool or just whatever whatever we saw would be great but I think she would like that I'm sure she had many whale watches where she saw super cool things and many where she didn't see
1: jack shit but I mean that's really like a whale watch (laughs) is a metaphor for life it really is yeah so I love that idea I think that it's gonna be great and I love it for everybody
0: yeah. So that's the main thing that's been going on. Well, we could say what we're doing our best at, I guess. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I feel like I've been doing my best at like trying to be safely social because it just seems like this is like this is the world we're in now. And so while I have like some pre-existing conditions and some autoimmune issues, like I also
1: just want to see people. I want to see people. I like you think that you have to like, yeah, you have to. It's a like, it's an equation, right? It's a never ending. What can you hear that? What was car? that? Was that like a
0: car? It sounded like a car was driving through your apartment.
1: As far as I know, he's not. But <laughs> I hope that my friend downstairs is okay because that was really loud. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. If you're listening, I love you. I'm bringing you alcohol. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, no, like I think that yeah, it's all a never-ending math equation, right? Because like,
0: <laughs> that is wild.
1: Sure? I don't. know. That's like. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. I feel like that's like. I feel like it's like literally like. Um, nowhere near here, like I feel like it's like far away. That car with that with that no muffler, that weird no why do muffler. Why fucking guys get to do that? Such bullshit. I don't know. It's why such do they? Bullshit. Why do they want to? because they're fucking dumbass babies. Oh my god. And they're like, and they're like just like a victim of they're a victim of the patriarchy as well. Yeah. They just are and they're just like just fucking idiots. Yeah. Just like they're fucking I hate them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not you any guys who are listening. We are sure you don't drive around with no muffler. But I don't yeah, I guess it's just, like, well, that's a real good example of, like, for whatever reason, this is fun for me, and I don't give a fuck about who it's not fun for.
1: Can I tell you something, though? That's—this is, like, um, that's, like, a thats like, a this goes beyond, like, a yucking someone's yum or whatever. Like, it's so unbelievably—it's such an unbelievable nuisance— yeah. In cities, towns, and neighborhoods. Well, it's not productive. It's not for it's, any reason. It does fucking nothing. It's so loud. It freaks out dogs and babies and me. Yeah. And it, what purpose does it serve? Yeah. What, it's that purpose. It doesn't make your car go faster. No.
0: It's how I feel. I feel similarly about air shows because I'm like, those are also... Really loud. They're really bad for the environment, and I think someone Dangerous. dies. Someone dies at every air show. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But I do. I do. <laughs> I think there's a plane crash at every air show, and one hundred percent one person. I don't think that that's true. Sometimes but multiple I hear people you. die.
1: Okay. It's like I do hear you.
0: It's like gender reveals, air shows, and cars without mufflers.
1: Now there's a. That's
0: a UFO coming. Of-
1: what happened to all the UFOs?
0: I know, that we sure s-
1: fucking went away. We haven't heard word about just it. We just haven't said shit about it. We were just. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it, guys. It's fine. Just like the we were just uh, air like quality in, infested in, um, with UFOs a couple weeks Ohio. ago. Everything's fine. Don't worry about the birds dropping dead from the sky. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, my Everything's God. Everything's good. Don't worry about those UFOs that we. Don't worry about it. It's fine. They're all fine. Very curious about. About that. But I think you did just have a UFO go over your building. Who's probably chasing that guy in the loud car. You know Who what? Knows? Not a, not probably the wrong point. I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you probably are right.
0: I'm sure to all of you, you probably can't hear as
1: clearly as we can these these noises. But trust us, they're, they're very disturbing <laughs> and scary. All I was saying about the never-ending math equation is that, like... Post coves is that you need to live a life that's worth living, right? Because and so you have to take a calculated, like you have to take calculated risks. Because yeah, it's limited. Otherwise, because otherwise, like if you choose to extend, like like I don't know, whatever. Like I would be very hopeful at this time now because of how long COVID's been going. On and yeah, also the treatments that they've figured out and all that, that even someone like you who does have like some autoimmune things and like whatever, that if you were to like get it again, that everything would be fine. Like you would be, you wouldn't die. Yeah, you know what I mean. It would be a bummer. But I want. Yeah, no. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would be hopeful at this point that that's what would happen, right? Yeah, I mean. I am – I also am hopeful,
0: but also, like, I know that we've seen a lot of people, like, healthy people, like, fucking dropping dead out of the blue from, like, a cardiac issue that they never had oh
1: before. Wait, and Jean Smart wasn't at the SAG Awards because she had some thing, I guess. She had, like, a cardiac yes. surgery. I, you I wonder I te- if it's, like, I a pacemaker.
0: I don't know. They- but I texted you that because remember when you said Jean Smart passed?
1: Um, yeah, I meant that she passed. <laughs> yeah, I meant she passed on Mark's script, not
0: yeah. And that I everyone thought that you were announcing that Jean Smart died and it was a real moment for you. <sighs> I was
1: uh I was embarrassed. Um oh but my you God. know, but can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm sending all of the best to Jean Smart to get better cuz I'm obsessed we need with her. her to. And I love yeah. her. So we it ne- has to. She has yeah. to, she must. And it sounds like she's doing really well. Yeah. Um and the SAG Awards weren't even televised, so we didn't yeah, miss so she, much, We Jean. didn't miss much. Um, but I think you texted that to me very, very late.
0: Yes, you were probably sleeping. And I
1: was asleep, and then at some point in the night, I looked at it, and so just now when you just said I texted <laughs> you, I was like, oh, right, yes, uh-huh, yes, I did yes. look at that in the middle of it. That is how I have that information. Oh, my god! Because at uh, four in the morning when I, like, woke up and looked yeah. at my phone. I saw that I had two texts from you and I was like, oh no, what's going on? And then I <laughs> saw what they were and I was like, oh no, is she okay? And I read the article <laughs> and then went back to sleep. So obviously, oh my I gosh. also had the craziest dream last night Yeah, that Michelle and Tommy decided to have this no, they're ma- like they're married. I'm not talking out of turn. Yeah, like it's yeah. known that they're married. And I was there when they got married and it was yeah. very small and perfect and whatever. I had this dream that they got married and had this like outrageous, like insane, like almost like a three ring circus of a oh wedding. Oh my gosh. And that Matilda and I were not it, it asked to be in it. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> and Matilda and I were like, what's going on? This is so weird. And these girls who I'd never seen were all of Michelle's bridesmaids. And um, Matilda was like trying to get a seat so she could see better. And the bridesmaids were like, I'm sorry, that's like where I'm sitting. And I was like, this is her daughter. Michelle's daughter. Oh, what a sad dream. I know. But, you know, it's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know why I think, you know why I think it happened? Because it happened after I looked at my phone and you had texted. Yeah. And I had been thinking, oh, maybe I should ask Tommy if we should have Josh Grobin on the podcast for Sweeney Todd because Tommy, Michelle's husband, is directing the revival of Sweeney Todd on Broadway oh, that's cool. going to open soon yeah. that Josh Grobin is in. And we I just, love, I, love we Josh loved him Groban. when he was on our show. He yes. was just a, the best. And I was like thinking... About like Tom, I was like there was like a confluence of things happening in my in my subconscious or my conscious, yeah, my conscious as I fell back asleep, yeah, and Sweeney Todd the musical, yeah, the Phantom of the Opera, yeah, just just swirling around and everything was like swirling around, and then it was like I just had this wild, weird dream. The SAG Awards, oh, and the SAG Awards, because I, well, thankfully, I didn't go to L.A. for the SAG Awards, because I I don't even know I wouldn't have even been able to go, because Mark Mark had this meeting in L.A. that he couldn't miss. So he had to go to L.A. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, maybe I, and then the SAG Awards, and I was looking for pictures of Michelle's dress in the middle of the night. Right. This is all making sense now, guys. I'm glad we've cracked the code of my dream. we have analyzed the dream. Yeah, and maybe um, I was feeling bad. I was feeling left out that I didn't go. Yeah, may- well, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think I was. That's weird because to be I because the- I also like couldn't find a picture of her dress, and I was like wanted to see what she had worn. Right, right. And anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway, that's all. I internalized it. I turned it into a <laughs> spectacle. People were telling us to be quiet. Oh Lord. Um. Yeah. So
0: anyway, that's I've just been trying to like wisely wisely. I've just been trying to carefully and cautiously risk going to see people because I do keep thinking about like I had this one friend that was like upset that they're like during like serious lockdown times. And like, I want to clarify that I understand that what's happening with COVID is the same thing that was always happening with COVID. Even though people have become more casual toward it. I understand that like the death rates and the infection rates and the fact that but what about with the, I don't know, with the vaccines and stuff? I mean, people are still dying. It's like the UFOs. We're people just who've not... gotten vaccinated and boosted and stuff? I honestly don't know because I don't think that the reporting is there because it's like the UFOs. We're just acting like it didn't happen just, you know, a minute ago. And by the way, like, when are we getting boosted for these vaccines that only last, you know... However long, like, are we ever I did getting
1: in December
0: right? Well, you got the bivalent booster finally, you were like... supposed to get, yeah. But like, I had that way before December, and like, now what? Why don't
1: you go back? Because you can there, go whenever
0: it's not indicated to get another yeah. But you can go yet. whenever, yeah. But you I can don't go think every you... six months. It's. I think it's complicated. I don't know. I don't think it's recommended right now by, correct me if I'm wrong, people that know, people that work in medicine. But I don't think it's indicated for anyone to get a further booster after that bivalent booster at six months or otherwise. And right now we're working it out whether, like, like, I think... One company was going to charge for boosters if people wanted to keep getting them. Like, people were going to pay for them, and then they decided to keep them free after Mm -hmm. some debate, whatever. But I think everybody who's, like, fully vaccinated and boosted, I don't think there is a further indication to get more boosters after the bivalent. But I don't want to spread misinformation, so I do want to say that, like, I don't know. But I haven't received anything from, like, the state of California that's, like, FYI, go get another shot. It's time. And I haven't gotten anything from, like, my pharmacy where I've gotten the shots. So, and usually they'll alert me when it's time to get boosted for something. So, I don't know. Anyway, my point is that, like, I had one friend that was getting so annoyed that, like, their 80-something-year-old mom wasn't, like, being super locked down during the lockdown times. Mm -hmm. And, like... And I totally saw their point about, like, how that's fucking scary. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I kind of saw the mom's point of being like, I'm 80. Like, how much longer am I going to live? Is it going to be 20 years or is it going to be 20 weeks? You know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. And so, like, I want to see my friends because, like, who wants to be 80 and just living as, like, a shut-in Whatever. And like, granted, this is before we knew anything about anything. So like I said, I got the tension um, on the part of my friend being like, I can't believe my mom is out. And It's not like she was out like partying or whatever. She was like going out to like get a cup of coffee with a friend or whatever. Um, But anyway, I just feel like for me, like... I haven't had a third place. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a regular third place. I don't even have, like, a regular second place. And I feel like that has really been wearing on me. Um, Just the sameness of every day, like, waking up and being in this house, a house that I love. But, like, I realize how much I'm, like, depending on my husband to come home and tell me how his day was. And when he's like, it was fine, like, nothing much happened, like that's, like, a disappointment to me because I can't even live vicariously through whatever happened in his, like, at his job or whatever and I'm just like it's a lot and I think the same I think the same for Eli I think because he works at home I'm like we have to get out of here sometimes and we have to like see other people like Lincoln works for someone and is with them and sees them quite a bit and he's been taking improv classes which I know some of you like his videos that he posts on Instagram which is super cool of you Um, and I think he's really funny and he's making new friends and Matt obviously has his colleagues, and his job every day, but I think Eli and I are turning into, like, a Grey garden situation a little bit, and we got to get out of here. So (laughs) I tried to do a bunch of social things, maybe too many, perhaps too many. It just seemed like it was one of those weekends where everybody was like, do you want to come to this thing? Do you want to go to that thing? Do you want to So I wound up doing, like, nine things in two days, which was too much, probably, to go from
1: zero to a hundred that way so I like, don't know I don't my, feel like you've I have to be honest though I feel like you've been at things like I feel like I've yeah a, know, little bit, like, a little bit a little bit it's just like if you picture
0: you if you stayed in your house most every day and only went out like once every I don't even go to the grocery I know, store it's busy. just
1: different in LA it just is I yeah. it just is
0: yeah I know and like I don't I don't even go on errands because my husband does all the errands. You know what I mean? So I've gotten to the point where I'm just like I know but
1: maybe you just need to do some
0: errands. I know, this is what I'm saying, but it's like it's he takes care of all that stuff because the main errand is grocery shopping and he just does that. So cuz he's already there. So yeah, I need to make up some errands that I need to do, but I don't really need to do any. So anyway, that was my point that I said yes to everything. And um, now my social battery is at zero, but I'm glad that I did everything. I went to like a birthday thing. Emily Beebe's friend Natalie, who she introduced us to, Natalie and Maria, who run Mayday Dog Rescue. It was Natalie's birthday, and we went and we played Pictionary, and it was oh, super yeah, I fun. Saw the pictures. It was from super Pictionary. Exactly. It was super fun. We have to have Emily Beebe on the podcast sometime because she is so funny. She's like, insane. She doesn't person. get enough credit for how funny she is because I think she gets like, credit. She's not a performer, you know, but I think like she really but is so in funny.
1: People IRL.
0: Yes, I know, but I I feel like she deserves like, you know, entertainment sized acclaim for how funny she is, but she's. But some
1: like, people don't want she to just be in that regular limelight.
0: Yeah. Living her very important job that she goes back and forth to. I know.
1: Well, that sounds good. Yeah. It sounds so. like you had a fun weekend.
0: I mean, it was fun and also like some tough stuff. But, you know, I don't like I don't want to be a shut in. But I can see how it happens. Like we have so many friends who are actors who aren't in a position like you are in. And Mm. I used to always get the sense that they felt really isolated. And like now I think I have a better idea of like, yes, they are indeed isolated. And this is what it feels like. And so yeah, so I've just been like trying to fight that for myself and trying to like I don't want to say hold space for it because like I know people say that and like I get the intention behind it, but Mm -hmm. like I'm also like, what does that do? You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're holding space for someone. I'm just trying to be thoughtful of and cognizant of friends that I like. I didn't understand it before necessarily how they were feeling so isolated, but now I get it. I get it. It's been a lot when you look on like. We use that Life Three Sixty app so that like, you know, and I was especially looking at it like when the weather was so bad here in LA to make sure that Matt's ridiculous car was like making it like it didn't get caught in like a flood or whatever. But then when I look at myself on Life Three Sixty and I see that like the last time I like left the house was eight days ago. Rough. <laughs> That's rough.
1: <laughs> that is rough. Well so, I anyway. out more.
0: Yeah, that's that's just what I've been trying to do. But, like, the social battery depletion thing is real. By the time I went to, like, that cocktail party after that show, I was like, it was so nice. We met some really nice people, and then I was ready to <laughs> And you're get. like, and I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, I was ready to get out of there because it was, like, the last tail end of, like, my reserves for being able to do that.
1: I get that way. I mean, yeah. I get that way a lot. Yeah. I actually don't have, like, a lot of ability to go out— Socially, like that many times, yeah, a week, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah, I
0: know we'll people see. think
1: that that's antithetical to my personality, but
0: it's I don't really think not. it is. No, I think like you give a lot when you do go out, and so, and like by. <laughs> It sounds weird, but I was talking to my husband. I was like, I feel like um, I'm not super introverted. So, I feel a certain responsibility to make people feel welcomed and make people feel like they're being heard and listened to. And like also, I have that instinct to try to be entertaining and to make people smile and not regret that they came out to something so that people can say, like, oh, I met this nice person and she was super friendly and she made me laugh a handful of times. And so, that was like worth doing. But that takes a lot out of you. And that's like very much how I think that you also yes. probably feel when you're out. So, you know, it does yeah. it has a it has a cost. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um what have what I been are doing you, my best Yeah, at? what are you doing your best at?
1: Um, I think I've been doing my best at like thinking before action in most instances, minus my reaction to the lady because I was then rude and I regret that but other than that I mean I've been sort of like well okay actually I'm gonna say this like I feel like I've been doing my best this week at immediately taking appropriate action when I when it is required yeah um and then, like, just holding for a second and really checking in with myself about what I want or what I would like to do next. Like, what yeah. my next, what the next step for me, what I want the next step for myself to be. Not, right. like, not like my, like, immediate reaction. I'm just talking about, like, let's just take the, lady from (laughs) (laughs) the opera off the table. I just mean that like in my life, a thing that I struggle with in my interpersonal relationships is like being reactive as opposed to sitting and like thinking of how it's really affecting me and how I want to proceed. And I mean that like in my parenting, I it's, it's like across the board with lots of my different relationships. There's, we get caught in these patterns, you know, and like yeah. so much of it is, doesn't serve you, you know, in, in these moments in your life at this point, at like what this age. Right. And I think that I have been on like a real fucking journey the last couple of years in trying to identify the things that don't work for me anymore and the ways of being that, don't do good things for my heart and my brain and so when situations have arisen in this past week that really have like taken me aback and I've seen and I know like I like am like oh I know what I know what I would have done yeah you know but that's just like a knee-jerk reaction and I don't actually know what I want to do because I'm not at the point yet where I like immediately know what I want to do. I'm still trying to like figure it out. You know what I mean? Right. Without like, without having your immediate knee-jerk reaction or like patterned reaction to a thing, sometimes it's hard to like access what you really do want, what, what really does feel right to you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so frequently in my life, I've like turned to everyone around me and been like, well, what should I do about this? What right. should I do about this? Like, if I haven't had that knee jerk reaction, I've like asked a bunch of people, right. like, <laughs> you know, like take a poll and yeah. then somehow land on my decision, which but is I'm like not- trying
0: to read Amazon reviews for a product, by the way. Right. Yes. When you're like, some person is like,
1: this is the best life-changing product that I've ever received. And then another person is like, this killed my dog. Exactly. <laughs> but the truth is, I'm the only one that it matters. Like what, right. what I want to do or how I want to respond to right. any given situation with my kids, with somebody that I'm in a friendship with or a relationship with or like family or whatever the fuck, Right. right? So just... This week, kind of well, not just this week, the last several weeks, this is like a thing that I've been like working toward, like working on and working towards. And I'm not still like, it's definitely not a hundred, yeah, but I don't know if it ever will be. But I feel like I'm really, really in a place right now where I'm like doing my very best at that and allowing myself to like feel the things that I feel about it without trying to like immediately jump past it by doing something else. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's so great. I I think, well, like here's this situation where you don't want to take a second and think about what's happening. Like if someone collapses in front of you, right? don't wait, call 911 and no CPR, and start right away. Everything else, like, you can take a second. Everything else. Anything that is not, like, a literal emergency, you can take a second. And sometimes when we don't take a second, it's like getting lost, right? Like, Mm -hmm. has anyone ever been, like, texting you that they're lost and you keep telling them to stay put so you can come and find them? And they just keep moving around. And you're like, you're not getting less lost. You know? And so sometimes I think we do that. We just keep, like, moving around instead of staying put and, like, you know, trying to get our bearings or trying to figure anything out. Like, this is north or this is, like, a tree I recognize. Mm -hmm. And we just keep moving around and, and in a panic and we can't even identify, like, where we are or get our bearings at all. So I think it's so great just to be like, well, you know... Like, that question that I like to ask myself, like, what am I doing here? Like, what am right. I trying to do? What right. do I want from that's this? That's
1: fucking, that's it. And, like, I have to say, like, just tangibly an example that I can give is um, kids being sassy to me. Yeah. Using, you know, unkind, like, where I've had, and by the way, guys, we've all had it. Like, we've all had our moments where we're like not our responses aren't great, whatever. Right. But I'm like, this is, it's really not how I want my kids to talk to me. So what, how do I do? What do I do here? So I'm just going to like, I'm a little bit like the mom being poked that you sat behind. I'm like, I'm going to just hold for one beat. And then I'm going to see where I see where I land. Like what comes to me is like, like as far as what is it that I want my next step to be yeah um, and then yeah like I have some other stuff that's like been kind of like weird and heavy that I know how I would have handled it I've I know because it's not dissimilar to other situations I've been in in the last several years you know right and right. I've instead of doing the same thing thing you know like my soul cycle teacher used to say like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results or whatever and um (laughs) except like soul cycle you literally do the same thing over and over and expect (laughs) different results but whatever anyway but i do think that like finally after the last couple months of my life i'm like oh guess what even if I thought I was doing a different thing, I wasn't doing a different thing. Right. I was doing the same thing. Right. And I'm doing the same thing. Right. And I'm not going to do the same thing anymore because it hasn't gotten me a place that I'd like to be emotionally speaking. Yeah. So that's
0: all. I think that's so good. And I think it's like, especially with kids, like I want to applaud you because I think a lot of times parents are like, I set up this paradigm, you know, like Mm. just using the example that you used, like Mm -hmm, speaking mm -hmm. unkindly in the house. And like, I think a lot of times parents are like, okay, so when my kids say something unkind to me, it has always been my reaction to say something unkind back or to like punish them or whatever. right.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Take something away. yeah,
0: Yeah. Right. And... I think that a lot of people are like, this is just the system that we set up in our house. This is how my kids have been raised up until now. And this is just the track we have to keep going down. Like, it's not possible to change it. And I'm here to say that I don't think that's true. I think that if that were true, we wouldn't bother having, like, any type of, like, developmental resources or whatever for for parents or kids or whatever. Like, I think it's always possible to say, hey, this is what we used to always do in the past, but going forward, here's a new thing that we're going to be trying. And so this is what we do going forward. And this is, like, the new rules. Or, like, there were no rules in the past, but today I've decided through things that I've learned— here are some rules that we're going to be introducing in this house. And, like, I've seen it work time and time again. Consistency is the key to it. So, you know, I think in, in my experience, like, being consistent with things, and it's really hard because especially if there hasn't been that consistency in the past, kids will fight it. But, like, I do, I think it's so cool that you're, like, Let me change up what I'm doing because it's not really working for me. And, like, maybe it didn't work at all in the past or maybe it did work in the past, but it stopped working for you. Whatever reason you decided to, like, make a change, I really applaud you for making any change because I think a lot of people think that you can't, like, change horses midstream with kids. And it's just not true. Like,
1: Oh, it's, yeah, that's for sure not true. But also, like, I think a lot of times people think you can't change anyone. Like, right. that you can't change. That this is just right. who I am. This that is I'm just fundamentally who I am. like, I'm sorry. This is just who I am. Right. And I I just feel like, I don't know. Like, if it's not bringing you joy or peace in the way that you are, in the way that you respond to things, in the way that you behave towards others, like, you 100%. It's not just who you are. You 100% can work on it. Yeah. That you're just, you're begging yourself for a change. Yeah that's what that is. And and I think I like really I think that I thought, you know, I think I've said this I, on the podcast before. I like think that I thought that I had hit a wall right like a couple years ago. And then I realized that I I really hadn't. I you know, I really hadn't. I really had like it's just a process. It's all a process. You have to yeah. be like, you know. Anyway, I have to go get cricket at school because nobody else will be there to get her if I don't.
0: Oh, you better go get her then. And I'm gonna walk over there. But You don't want people saying she's not your favorite.
1: Fuck me, man. Guys, <laughs> I don't have a favorite child except for Gina. <laughs> I'm kidding. Gina is so cute though right now. I can't take it. Well, she's she's just cute for life, I guess. No, that's, she definitely is cute for life, but I mean she just today and yesterday it was just being the cuddliest, cutest little dog. Don't let her lure you into being late for cricket.
0: That's probably She's her, not here. That's probably her game. It is her game.
1: No, she, she's not <laughs> here because um Kirsten I was at the fam, is at the family house like waiting for yeah. stuff and I just thought it was like it's easier when she's not here when we do the podcast because, you know, we get nervous when she goes out on the balcony yeah. like she's going to commit dog suicide to try yeah. to get a bird. Do not want. Do not we want. We can't. I can't. I mean, can't. can you, the blood of that dog on your hands? No. I don't want that. No. No. No, no dog. No Never. blood of any dog. But guys. I remember seeing single white female. Oh, the rabbit. When I was little. Yeah. The, not a rabbit. That's. Oh, what, um, that's. um, That's. That's fatal some attraction. Other, that's a, fatal woman attraction. That makes women she boils, seem crazy. She, yeah, boils she boils the bunny. bunny. Single, so, white, single white female. She like kills the puppy. She oh. pushes the puppy off out of their window in oh, New York. Jesus, I've never I know. seen that movie. So it like I was a little kid when it came out. It literally uh, traumatized me. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's why the whole website "Does the Dog Die?" exists. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I thought it was because of Hooch from Turner
0: and Hooch. but Probably, but all I know is nobody
1: wants to ever see a dog die. No, and your movie will not. Well, I don't know. I think people really did like single white female.
0: Maybe, maybe, but who knows? I, I just know people like a little heads up if there's, you know. I don't
1: want to I don't know. Guys, I don't want to see anything die. No, it's not for me. Not for her. I like my <laughs> movies where people already died
0: before the movie started, and then it's everyone dealing with the fallout.
1: yeah. A real Finding or, Nemo or they've situation. Become, or they've become um, mushroom people or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening this week. Sorry we didn't have a guest. We will have one next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We don't know. Who knows what the future will bring? Something. <gasps> but, thank
0: but we you for can't the-
1: tell you right now. Thank you for hanging out with us, yes or no.
0: And um, we will talk to you soon. We love you so much. Talk to you
1: soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. I don't know
0: what I'm
1: doing, but I'm doing my best. Oh, no.